As the world's only personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment and your DNA, ID Life provides its members with high-quality ingredients backed by pure science. It's science. Check out rockinthatidlife.com and speak with Dustin about how you can reach your goals today. That's rockinthatidlife.com. Sunrise Brewery is a proud sponsor of Let's Go Blues Radio. Visit centerizebury.com today to schedule a no-contact curbside pickup or make a reservation in their awesome tap room. That's Centerize Brewery located in Midtown St. Louis. Let's go blues. You can't trade Alex Steen. And Regina, or Regina if she were a town in Canada, uh, she responds with, why not Bennington? Real men, you drink pumpkin beer. Get ready to hear some noise tonight. Hi there, everyone. I'm Haley Wickenheiser, and this is Let's Go Blues Radio. This is Eddie Garcia from the Fox Sports Radio Network and co-host of the Puck Podcast, and you're listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Hi, guys. This is Erica Weston with Fox Sports Midwest, and you're listening to my favorite St. Louis Blues hockey podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. Hi, everybody. This is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast blues hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a blues fan. Oh, baby. Hello and welcome to Season 9, Episode 50 of Let's Go Blues Radio. This is the fully vaccinated, the often imitated but never duplicated, sometimes litigated. We are the original <laughs> St. Louis Blues hockey uh, podcast. You like that nice. one, Kurt? <laughs> I do. It's, 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 it's true. It's funny because it's true. It is. It really is. Uh, support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by RockinThatIDLife.com, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA, and by CenterIceBrewery.com, St. Louis's first and only hockey-themed brewery. We're broadcasting live on Wednesday, October 25th, 2021. This is franchise episode number 316 all-time. I'm Jeff Ponder, and I'm joined by my very attractive co-host, Kirk Price. Bill Day is on assignment. Uh, kick back, crack open a beer, or hydrate from RockinThatIDLife.com, of course, and enjoy some hockey talk for the foreseeable future. To interact with the show, what what, what is that? Is that a Goldberg? It's a uh, Goldberg, uh, yeah, Funko Pop. Oh, nice. Head to, head to, uh, head to uh, buy the uh, Goldberg Funko Pop uh, and tribute to him uh Apparently turning his life around. So yeah, good for him. Good for him. We talked about that a couple weeks ago. Good for him. That's uh, that's that's awesome. That's good to see. Uh, so we are on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, as I mentioned last week, I know Bill's working on getting that Let's Go Blues Radio TikTok up. So uh, we'll check in with him next week on that. It's uh, <laughs> a TikTok machine over there. He really is. That's why he's not here. He's actually recording a bunch of TikToks at this yeah. moment. He's, he's been in his basement all day. He's working hard. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yeah, I don't think you're supposed to say that. I don't think his job knew that. I think he, I think he told me he was sick. But, oh. Yeah. Right. Oops. Hopefully, hopefully nobody over at PTs is listening. It was. Is <laughs> sick of uh, working on with TikTok. That's what he said. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. 
Have you checked out our Discord server? It's an excellent community for Blues fans to interact with one another as well as with the hosts of this show. It is. It's been quite a little quiet this summer, but um, we've seen some pretty nice growth last season. Yeah, it's uh, definitely the offseason. It's August, my friends. Uh, It's always a good time. For more info, go over to letsgoblues.com slash Discord. Uh, We are dual live streaming right now on YouTube and Facebook. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the show, smash the bell, so you'll get notifications when we go live. Uh, Mr. Kurt Price, uh, we've already heard yes. from you a little bit. Typically, uh, typically that's not the case, but you know what? It's summer. We're free and easy at this point. That's what she said. And uh, yeah, I, it's, uh, it's good to see you, sir. And, and I hope you had a, a great week of watching the Cardinals win a couple games. <sighs> I say a couple. Uh, yeah, well, uh, uh, actually, uh, went down to the. I uh, had a fun uh, Saturday. Uh, w- uh, went down to the Ballpark Village area uh, next to, across the street from the stadium. Uh, that, that courtyard they have, the AstroTurf, where you can hang out. There's benches. You can play bags. You can watch the game on the big screen there. Some walk-up bars. Uh, really cool area. Hadn't really hung out there. Just kind of drove by, walked by, and seen it a number of times. Uh, decided to Amy and I decided to go over there and check it out and uh, hang out. We hung out there for a little bit, went up to bar 360, hung out a little bit, um, tried to stay outside with everything. Uh, did so for the most part. It was fun. It was a, it was a, it was a fun evening. You know, I didn't mention this a couple weeks ago, but, uh, and, and actually he's a, uh, a fan of the show. Um, I went to an event. So we had a, we had Cardinals tickets. It was when the Royals were in town. Uh, we went on a Sunday. It was a Sunday afternoon game. Apparently, every home game, Cardinal Nation over at Ballpark Village, uh, they have a all-you-can-eat-and-drink uh, event uh, for anybody who buys a ticket. And so it's $40 on top of your ticket price, and you pay to get in, and then you basically have easy access to get to the ballpark right from there. And it's awesome. It's it's uh, like two or it's two or three hours before the game up until game time loaded with your your typical stadium food as well as like uh you know they had like uh green beans and mashed potatoes and stuff like that too and all you can drink so i got loaded <laughs> it's just so, that's typical typical uh all you can eat uh, uh deal is that uh, you got lots of beer and lots of green beans oh yeah that's, yep that's gotta love uh, it. that's <laughs> no, it was it was fantastic. So they even had like waitresses coming around who who uh, we, well, obviously. Would you like more green beans, sir? Yeah, more green beans, sir. Please. Uh, no, it was uh, <laughs> so they were they were just you know any any beer you wanted, water, soda, um, and then they had. Where was a, this again? Exactly, this is a Cardinal Nation in Ballpark Village. Uh, okay, up, they have, like a, like they have it in the upstairs area. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've been up there. I, I, uh, I don't know if it was Cardinal Nation. Maybe it was the one next door. I, but one of the rooftops I was up there. And uh, it was it was quite the time. I'm not sure it was on. Yeah, so we, there's actually like a host, and he like does a bunch of like party games. Like we did like a newlyweds oh, game. Yeah. He brought out like a putting green, and he was giving away prizes. Uh, his name was Joe, and again, he he's apparently is from Saskatchewan, so he's a huge hockey fan. Yeah, so I was like, and he Japanese. was great, very funny, very funny guy, lots of jokes. Uh, in my expense. And uh, yeah, it was it was great. So if you haven't done that before, folks, and you're interested in going to a Cardinals game, I strongly recommend putting the extra forty dollars towards your ticket, and it's it's worth it. It's a lot of fun. All you can drink, and mm-hmm. uh, I, would, I guess assume it's like 
Bud Light, Bud, Bud Select, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it's all your typical buds. I I was I was drinking Shock Top, which so is Shock Top was included. In it. Yep. You know, I mean, anywhere around there, you're gonna pay eight nine bucks for a Shock Top. I mean, uh, so it's yeah. uh, you, you yeah, a few of those. You're you're good to go. I was gonna say for, forty bucks a head. It was four of us, and it was like by the end of the but by, by the time the game started, we were like we've pretty much already made our money back on what we just spent. Every one of us. E- easy, easy. Because I had like two hot dogs and a brat and <laughs> green beans. That's, you know, I mean, it was green fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I, I want the, a big vat of green beans with my uh, shot uh-huh. top, please. Yeah, I just had That's, to bring the giant vat out and put it in front yeah, of me. And big I just vat, ate straight yeah, from one those, that. One of those serving forks just to eat with. Yeah, yep, exactly. exactly what happened. We we were walking by the new Ted Simmons statue, which I wanted to check out, which is uh, very cool. The, the the monuments there, the statues uh, outside Bush Stadium of uh, the of the Cardinal greats are just fantastic. They're, well, they're so well done. Uh, but uh, saw the Ted Simmons one. As I was looking at the Ted Simmons statue, guy comes up to us and says, "Was it Ted uh, hey, Simmons?" It was, I was, it was not, uh, I recognized that it was not because of the hair, you know, Ted Simmons always mm. has the great hair, mm-hmm. but, uh, uh, he comes up and he says, uh, you know, I got two extra tickets. Would you like them? I'm not, I'm not selling anything, not selling them. You know, we just can't use them. You want them to the game? And I said, we hadn't planned on going inside the stadium. We just, you know, hanging out outside. That's what we're planning on doing. And I was like, okay, we'll take them. So the last, we didn't go in the stadium until the last three innings, right? Uh, so we came back from at bar 360 and came down and said, hey, let's, let's go inside and watch the end of the game. Uh, and had no idea it was a giveaway night, right? It was the, uh, it was the 85 national championship ring giveaway night. So, and it was, it was, you didn't know which player you were going to get. There was like four or five players you could get. And we walked in and also they have these boxes of uh, the, the rings that they're giving out. And, uh, after I went through them, the, detector uh, like four times <laughs> uh i got they gave me a box and it was a ring i was like this is i it was a nice surprise got it right here it's a uh, vince coleman 85 my frozen on screen vince coleman 85 uh championship cardinals ring nice which is just it's just cool i mean you know what i mean it's a replica right obviously but it's uh it's it was a nice surprise i had no idea it was a giveaway i wasn't paying attention to it because we weren't playing one of the game and damn Got a nice little ring. Thank you, stranger, for the uh, the uh, free tickets. Appreciate it. That's awesome. Very cool. Uh, yeah. What a good guy. What a good guy. Great guy. He's a, he's a, yeah, yeah. Glad to hear he's a good Great guy. guy. Uh huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Good uh, well, uh, we are going to move on to our official beers of episode three number or number three sixteen, not three number sixteen. That would make no sense. Uh, you can follow each of us on the Untapped app. Uh, Kurt's at C Price Twelve. Uh, I am at jponder94, and uh, Bill is at TikTok Master. I'm kidding. He's at <laughs> Billy Billy Blue Note 33. Uh, Kirk, Lord ahead. of the TikTok. <laughs> yes. Oh, for we're doing beers. Uh, I got my uh, Bud Light Orange that I was uh, did not drink last week. Uh, it's my the one that I have left. Am I am I choppy? I'm I look choppy on my end. Am I choppy? You're, you're a little choppy, but that's okay. You still I look great. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. Uh, but I got the Bud Light Orange, so I'm I'm having that uh, tonight, and I don't know if I'll have anything else. Maybe I will. We'll see. And yep. uh, Goldberg did enjoy it quite a bit. Good. Well, Which I probably. To, <laughs> I was gonna say he's not supposed to be drinking. He he's a recovering addict, right? And I, I had him drinking a beer. That was pretty wrong. You're a terrible person. <laughs> so, I am. That's a that was not. Didn't even think about that. I apologize. 
All right. I guess it. I guess You're Funko on- Pop Goldberg. Funko Pop Goldberg can drink, but the the one in the real life one cannot. You are uh, officially moved to TikTok duty. Bill is going to come on. Bill, <laughs> come on on the show. <laughs> Uh, so my, uh, my beer, which I am drinking out of my awesome Jameson St. Louis blues cup while the Jenna Jameson, the jet. Yes. The Jenna Jameson while wearing my old arena lager shirt from our beautiful sponsors over at center ice brewery. Uh, I am not drinking that by the way, I am drinking, uh, from four hands brewery. One of my favorite sipping beers, single speed. It's just a, a very, very yummy, very good on does it have a description on it. It says it's ale brewed with jasmine. Uh, that's all it says. That's all it says. Is that the rice or the spice? <laughs> I I, uh, I was I, I would assume it's the spice. I would uh, I would be brewed with jasmine rice. Uh, but uh, I, I, speaking of forehand, or jasmine I was, from Aladdin. I <laughs> right. I wouldn't think it'd be brewed with her either. Um, but uh, if it was, then you know it's good. But we went to uh, park to Forehands and walked to Bush Stadium, which we do often. Um, it, you can park at Forehands for five bucks, uh, and and if or if you can find a spot on the street out front of Forehands, it's free. And then you park there, go inside, have a beer or two, and then walk over to the game. It's not a close walk, but it's not a far walk either. It's a you know I don't know. It's not bad at all. But and uh, you park for free and and uh, and patronize Forehands. Yeah, no, I love I love me some forehands. I went in there a couple weeks ago and uh, got some of the drawn a blank on it sparkler, the seltzer. Uh, yeah, the was uh, just gonna the grab. Pop? Yeah, the bomb pop stuff. I think they had a limit on you can only buy four, so I was like, okay, I'm just gonna buy you know four four packs, and uh, ended up spending like 140 dollars <laughs> because I got a bunch of other I stuff thought, too. <laughs> I thought you meant four cans. <laughs> no, four full pack four. Four packs, yeah. I have you, have you had the push graduate. pop? Have you had the no? Push pop, I have uh, not. No. They have a they have a push pop seltzer, and I I don't, I don't do seltzers, but I do like their bomb pop seltzer. And uh, I was going to get a uh, push pop uh, seltzer by before I left, and I didn't do it. But uh, uh, next time uh, I go, I have to get one. I'm I assume it's to, orange, uh, orangey, orangey, orangey. Because push up, push ups, push pops are. Push. Uh, I thought it was Rosie. Rosie Redpalm. <laughs> Rosie Redpalm. Wow, that's a that's a dad joke right there, right? I am a dad, so that's uh, true. I'm allowed. You're allowed. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Well, today in blues history, courtesy of the ad STL Blues History account, today is August 25th, 2021. A uh, couple recent ones here: August 25th, 2014. The St. Louis Blues held an icebreaker event. Uh, Jimmy Roberts, the original blue, was in attendance with Bobby Plager. They unveiled the new jersey, which we know as the standard jersey now, uh, after they got rid of that terrible piping. Uh, the yellow pipes down the, the sides, I hated those. That was such an ugly hockey look. Uh, I didn't hate it as much as others. I, I, I thought it was... Uh... I, I mean, I, I'd, I'd rather it not be there, but I didn't hate it. It was I was like on the fence with it. Yeah, I, so I will say I I look back and I see like uh, like the big Tarasenko goal against the Blackhawks, one of his greatest moments, and he's wearing that jersey, and I, I I'm like, eh, not a fan at the time. It didn't bother me too bad, but now getting used to the the, the 
really at this point a classic look for the Blues. Uh, I just think you can't ever go back to that. And I'll add to playing with it in EA. It actually looks really cool. And I say the same thing about the retro jerseys, the um, the 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 blue with the yellow stripes, not the red, uh, not the red jersey. But I actually play with that in the EA games a lot because it looks cool. You know why? Because it's cartoony, and that's what you want in some of your video games is cartoony. So it looks cool on the games, just not a fan of it in real life. The the yellow piping jerseys always reminded me of roller hockey jerseys with the with the, with the tails yeah. with the, the bottoms that you know how they weren't. There were no horizontal stripes there. It was almost like a, like a, a untucked t-shirt kind of look. You know, it was like, it was odd. I just, I, I was never, I'm not, I mean, it was, I don't know, it was okay for a little bit, but I'm like, oh, come on. Hockey jerseys have the horizontal stripes at the bottom. It just looks better. It's, it, I mean, people, you see teams try and screw around with that look and they, and most of the time it's like, you know, you, you, you just, you, you, you divert from what works and, uh, you run the risk of it not working and, uh, and oftentimes it doesn't. And that, I don't think, I mean, it, I don't think it worked. I mean, when you yeah. get, you got better options. If you're, if you're going to have your team wear a jersey, have them wear the ones that, that, like the best looking jersey you can, you can have them wear. And that just wasn't it at the time. Speaking of roller hockey, um, one of the, uh, I play on a Sunday league over at Queenie Park and there's a gentleman that plays in that league, a goalie who wears the, the, the blues blue, uh, clown jersey. Uh, he wears that with, but he's got a different logo on it. It's, you know, one of his other teams, I guess. Oh. And, and, I, but honestly, I see it and I'm like, yeah, that belongs on a roller rink. That is a roller hockey jersey. I'm okay with it on the roller rink. It's closer man. to a roller hockey jersey than an ice hockey jersey. Yeah, that's for sure. Some yeah. of those roller hockey jerseys, man, there's just, they're so crazy busy. Splatters oh, yeah. Splatters and like the stripes are just like, like paint that's like just thrown on there and it's all splattery yep. and it's like and you can't even hardly read the numbers sometimes it's just like what is going on yep. <laughs> it's just nuts nuts yep. colors agree. all over the place it's yep. nuts it's like a it's like a jackson pollock painting yeah yeah uh fun watching that i know you watch it too that uh the roller hockey uh documentary uh yeah it was good it was great uh what was that one called i i feel like we should promote it because it was really fun to watch it was a b it was old though it was a b type documentary it wasn't like you know a michael moore documentary but it was it was fun to watch <laughs> no no uh was it uh rock and rollers rock and rock rollers, rollers yeah. the wild yeah, seeing, sport of professional roller hockey yeah it was seeing it was the jerseys in that world was just hilarious it was. I mean, I loved professional roller hockey back in the day. It Me was too. Fan, I, I was. I mean, I went to a lot of games. I went to the All Star game when it was here in St. Louis. Yeah. Um, it was. It was neat. I mean, new guys that would you know that tried out and made the team because it was. It was just cool. I mean, it was. It was neat. I, I liked it. I thought it was funny. I I started working, and uh, if anybody follows uh, my friends over at uh, the Game Plan Sports TGP Sports uh, over in St. Peter's at one of the Brickplex rinks. Um, there's, they're one of their guys that helps with jerseys and stuff. I actually worked with them back when I, and the day when I worked at total hockey and it was funny. I heard his name. Somebody was like, Oh yeah, this is Greg Royer. Like on my first day and I shook mm. his hand. I was like, Hey, nice to meet you. And I'm like, mm. your name sounds so familiar. And I started asking him like, have you ever played here? Yeah, I've played there. And I'm like, well, I don't know if that's it. And like, come to find out he's a former, um, 
uh, Viper. And I went home like three weeks after I found that out, and I found a bunch of my old Vipers cards, and sure enough, there's a Greg Royer card. So I brought it into him. I'm like, you got to sign this for me, man. And he started cracking up. He's like, I haven't seen one of those in 15 years. Uh, there's a there's a Facebook video. It says, Greg Royer, St. Louis Vipers legend. Yeah, he was a legend. And <laughs> yeah, I played hockey that's, with that that's legend. Great. That's great. That's funny. <laughs> Uh, also in that, uh, in the icebreaker event, which was, I didn't go to that, but I remember hearing from a lot of people that it was a lot of fun. It was packed, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, they also introduced Paul Stastny as a member of the St. Louis Blues, um, that day, which was exciting at the time. You know, it's funny when you say the event was packed and knowing Ballpark Village that it's a, you know, it's inside. It's, I mean, when you pack that area. And it's funny how, how times have changed and, and how we're thinking about things right now because of how things are. And you say, and the, my first instinct when you said the place was packed, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, it was like, oh my gosh, well, that wouldn't happen. I mean, I wouldn't, well, I wouldn't want to be in there now. If it was a packed yeah. house, like shoulder to shoulder. Cause when we, the, the, uh, very first Stanley Cup, uh, final game that the Blues lost, uh, when they were up two nothing, I believe in that game, right? Uh, against Boston or one nothing, whatever it was. Uh, they were up two they, nothing at the start of the nothing. second they scored. Yes. Yes, and I was at Ballpark Village for the watch party, and that I have never seen that place so packed. And I look back on that thinking, man, I mean, just how that wouldn't be cool today, especially in Missouri, you know, with all the stuff going on. It's not something you want to probably do <laughs> right now. Well, and the, and the night so the many people won the cup. There. Think about that. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, I was I was an enterprise. We literally so had, I mean, uh, what's his name, Tom Thompson or Tom the Tom guy or the guy who does the Cardinal stuff. Tom, Tom, um, the Thompson guy, whatever his name. Is. Oh, yeah, that was that's the, it. The, yeah, uh, I I can't remember his name, but anyway, he he was going around with uh, with Chardonnay and was just pouring it in people's mouths, and like I clearly like saw him. a guy in front of me put his lips around the top, and I was like, um, I don't care, whatever, who cares? The Blues just won the cup, and now I'm like, why would you wow. do that? Imagine if that, that? would have been two years later, because that would not have who? happened. Who does that anyway? Like in, a, in a non-pandemic situation, who puts their mouth on a community yeah, champagne I, bottle? I, I, he was just what kind wasted? of he wanted to make sure it his lips. does that? Oh God! <laughs> it was what crappy a dumbass. Bully. I'm just kidding. It was no, bully. <laughs> he knows better. What a um, that, that's, I mean, like, oh, that's gross. That's, I, mean, I don't care. Who, I don't care when you are, who you are. That's gross. Yep, I hear you. Uh, so, August 25th, 2016, the St. Louis Blues officially named Alex Petrangelo as captain. Uh, so, kind of a big day there as he's the only captain to win a Stanley Cup so far in St. Louis. So far, yes. Yep. <laughs> it's like the, uh, is that the Simpsons meme? The uh, the only captain won a Stanley Cup, and then there's the, the only captain won a Stanley Cup so far. So far, yeah. What? Oh, God. What, I'm Homer. Look that quote it's up. Homer, right? It's Homer. It sounds it's Homer. like it. Yeah, yeah that sounds like a homework quote. I'm going to look that up at, at break because that's, <laughs> yeah, that's one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, we should make that meme. Like, I'll do it during the show. Make it... Yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, that's what so I mean. So real quick, let's go ahead and get some uh, comments here in the Facebook chat. We got Adam Gold saying, hi, Kurt and Jeff. Hello, Adam Gold. Good to hear from you, my friend. He hi. says, hi, uh, Urban Chestnut Fantasyland. I guess that's what he's Never drinking, and that's a great choice. I haven't had that in a while. Is, that, for, is for the that, longest that... It's an, an IPA? IPA. Yeah. 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 So but it's about. a good IPA. It's no the beauty from Center Ice Brewery, but it's a good IPA. 
I mean, uh, okay. very, very light hops on that one. Um, but yeah, it's uh, no, it's a, that was one for a while. That was about a six month period. Where that's pretty much all I drank. So that's a good choice. My, also, my palate's my palate's too refined for IPAs. I just it's too good to to I'll listen to this to guy. A, so my palate is too refined to put up with an IPA. Says the guy wearing a Dr Pepper shirt. Yeah, and drinking a Bud Light orange. Mary Woodruff Ponder says, hi, Jeff. Well, Mary, what about Kurt? Say hi what about, Kurt. yeah, I'm like literally half the show right here. I'm just like, yeah. I'm nothing to you. It's just like, nothing. whatever. I guess she just Fine. doesn't give a shit about you, Kurt. Uh, hi, hi, Adam. And that's all. I'll say hi to you. <laughs> uh, yeah. In the YouTube chat. Uh, we have Slapshot Matt saying, let's go. I think that was because we got a little bit of a late start there. And then Matt Harris, don't think it's the same guy, says, Jasmine is one of the strangest things I can imagine a beer being made with that is still with uh, be, a beer being made with that still sounds really good. He also says the bad piping jersey just gets more offensive the more I look at it. But I feel like it looks like a jersey from that period. It does. Yeah, that was like that the, period. Yeah. the same period yeah. where some teams had the numbers on the chest, mm-hmm. which I hated I, that too. Islanders did that, I believe. Uh, Dallas didn't. Dallas, they do that? yeah, the Stars did it. Buffalo did it. Yeah, Buffalo did yeah. it. Big Boy did it. Simpsons did it. Big Boy did it. Uh, that's a South Park that's from, from Dick Tracy. Big Boy did it. Woo, man! Look at you pulling out a Dick Tracy reference. Dick that Tracy is- with. Yeah. What was the what was the reference you made? Um, the you made it's a terrible like sitcom you brought up from like thirty years ago. Silk Johnny stockings, Bagel? silk stockings, right? <laughs> <laughs> terrible as in awesome. If you're a teenage kid, of course, a young a young a young a young young boy coming into his manhood. Yeah. <laughs> it, was a, it was a good show. <laughs> Well, on that note, we are going to take our break, folks, and uh, let's hear from our friends over at rockinthatidlife.com. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Put that energy drink down. Don't you know that common energy drinks contain high levels of caffeine and other harmful ingredients that can lead to increased blood pressure and heart rhythm disturbances? Finding that energy you need for everyday activities doesn't need to put your health at risk. ID Life's energy formula doesn't use artificial ingredients or a massive dose of caffeine. Energy's caffeine levels are released slowly over time, allowing for longer periods of energy without crash, not to mention keeping your heart safe. Energy also includes neurotransmitters for mood, focus, memory, and cognitive function. ID Life also added antioxidants associated with brain health for no reason besides perfection. With rockinthatidlife.com, you can get an energy boost and leave the heart risk behind. Text Dustin at 636-393-8745 or visit rockinthatidlife.com and throw those gas station energy drinks in the garbage. That's 636-393-8745 and rockinthatidlife.com and tell Dustin that Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. Oh, this is the worst day of my life. The worst day of your life so far. That's what right. it was. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it was Homer Simpson, right? Yes. Yes, it was Homer yes. saying it to Bart. So, yeah, sporting my uh, my two replica championship rings nice. uh, to the camera there for the folks on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, I feel I feel rich and talented right now. Rich and connected, sorry. Uh, well, I mean, you should feel talented, too. I mean, look at you and listen to you and right. look I mean, at you. 
<laughs> and yeah, if I and if I were in the mood to pull up my radio DJ voice, uh, I'd be even more impressive. I prefer your um your stripper announcer voice. It's pretty much <laughs> the a, same voice. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a, it's more of a sleazy uh, yeah. uh, DJ voice. Yeah, hey, and you just, you, guys. yeah, on stage, center stage, <laughs> Jasmine, Jasmine. I was stage. gonna say Jasmine. Yeah, <laughs> you've Give had her in Jasmine. beer. You've had her in beer. <laughs> now you can gawk at her. <laughs> Sorry, I've never been to a strip club. I don't know what it's like. Um, so I want to add real quick. Uh, having Dustin on last week was a lot of fun. Uh, from rockinthatidlife.com. And uh, I hope some of you took advantage of his 30% off. I know Bill uh, recently made a purchase. I'm planning on making one probably Friday when I get paid. Um, But uh, I meant to, and I forgot, actually. That's okay. That's honestly the truth. I forgot. Yeah, it happens. Um, Yeah, it happens. To me a lot. But hey, you know what? Again, if you text that number, 636-393-8745, and tell them Let's Go Blues Radio sent you, you'll get 10% off. So still a good deal. Off your entire order, by the way. Uh, So, big news for fans, as single-game tickets have been announced as going on sale on Friday, August 27th at 10 a.m. So if you're hearing this on Thursday on the podcasted version, that is tomorrow, uh, it's going to be on Ticketmaster.com as well as stlouisblues.com. And uh, I didn't put into the notes here, Kurt, but we are expecting full capacity. Uh, no talk of a vaccine needed. Um, right. Other our, teams our... have come out and said that. Blues have not, at least yet. So we'll see. Our inquiry. Is probably not. The, our, our inquiry uh, to the Blues and the, re- the response was uh, they're monitoring the situation. And they will make that determination at a later date. So they have not said yes or no yet, but that you got to think of at this point they're not going to. Leans, tickets have been right. Put on, if they're being put on right. sale and they haven't announced it, I don't think we see a change. Yeah, I, I, I don't think. I think if they're going to announce it, they're going to do it before they put tickets on sale because that'd be a mess if they sell a bunch of tickets and then announce they're going to do the uh, proof of vaccination to get in. Um, now they can always do wear a mask. They can always do that. That's you know whatever. But the thing, the proof of vaccination thing, would, is a much bigger deal to get in. So they, you would think that that's that's not going to happen unless there's a huge, you know, uptick in cases and whatnot around, yeah, around in St. Louis. Which I I hear today. I think it was that it's kind of plateaued for the time being the number of new cases or the hospitalizations or both or whatever. So that's kind of encouraging. Um, hopefully that holds and, and continues to get better. So continue to be smart people. I've got good news, Kurt. Mary hmm. Woodruff Ponder says, hi, Kurt. Uh, she does. Hey, hi, Mary. Woodruff Ponder. <laughs> Don't sound so <laughs> enthused. <laughs> well, it seems forced now. It's not genuine. Yeah, it whatever. does. It's better than nothing. I'll take it, I guess. Yeah. At least she didn't say hi to Bill. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that'd have been funny. That would have been good. Come on, mom. Yeah. I, I thought I got my sense of humor from you. Where was that joke at? Come on. <laughs> I learned it from watching you. Okay. <laughs> uh, so also with that, the giveaway schedule was also announced. A uh, couple, couple ones that I wanted to, 
pay it, call attention to. But Kurt, if you have any other ones, please go ahead and mention December seventh uh, is uh, Ryan O'Reilly Winter Classic Bobblehead Night. So that'll be pretty cool. I might have to see if I can pick myself up one of those. That's a cool idea. I imagine he'll be wearing whatever the Winter Classic jersey will be uh, coming up, and because he didn't even play on the team the last time there in the Winter Classic, so. Right. Right. So, so it'll yeah, be, it'll be the new the, jersey. It has to be. Yeah. Well, I mean, they'll announce the jerseys. They'll, I mean, it's, it's January 1st, 2nd, whatever day it falls on. Uh, and so December 7th, that's pretty close, less than a month away. So I'm sure the jerseys will have been announced. And yeah, they usually then, announce so. it right at the beginning of the season for the Winter Classic jerseys, I believe. I could be wrong on that. But, uh, and then also, uh, which I find this kind of funny, but, uh, and I, I appreciate it, uh, as a Blues fan. April 19th versus Boston replica championship ring giveaway night. I think that is awesome. Good on the blues. Uh, Kurt, maybe you'll go pick up another ring for your hand. Yeah. You know what? Uh, I'll be curious to see if, and not to show this off too much, not that it's like anything special or anything, but uh, uh, just to show people who are watching. It is the Sabres I'll, fans. Oh, I, I wonder, I, I would love to have one just to compare it to this one to see how, how replica e it is. There you go. So yeah, we each have one. Yours is. Yep. Uh, did I hope you didn't pay too much for yours because yours is blurry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mine was free. I, ah, okay. I let's just say I have a very, very, very good friend who uh, picked up a couple of them and decided to pick up an extra one and just give it to me, which was awesome. Uh, actually, let's just say I I I do work with him. In a way, uh, he's a fine. You know what I was going to say? He's my financial advisor. He got one for him and his dad. I think I told you this story. And then he, he picked up one more because he was like, you know what? I'm going to get one for a friend of mine. I don't know who, but I'll, I'll figure it out. And then he realized, which thank God I had an appointment coming up with him, my yearly checkup with him. And he, the minute he saw that, he goes, oh, I got to give it to Ponder. And I was like, if I wouldn't have had that appointment scheduled, I wonder if I would have gotten this. So hmm. good man. Good man. That guy. I, yeah, I, uh, I got a couple of, uh, I got one for each of my kids too for Christmas that year. So that was, uh, and that was, uh, that was pretty neat to see, you know, I mean, they're replicas or not. I'm not spending five grand on a, on a, on a, the, the fan version of the ring, whatever it costs. But, uh, but yeah, it was, it was, uh, they liked it. It was cool. Just a fun little thing to put on a shelf. Yep. Uh, Brian Luck, uh, a friend of mine, asks, when is Cam Jansen bobblehead night? Uh, that's I think every that's, night. Uh, yeah, that's every night. They just give them away. You just, if you watch you buy him, a ticket, you he's get got, a free Cam Jansen bobblehead. If you watch Cam Jansen, you just can't sit still. He's just constantly moving yeah. his head. So that's, that's all, just just look at him as bobblehead. He he could be on Night at the Roxbury. Uh, you know, I, I, uh, Manny Legacy. Do you remember what he used to do after he would make a save and like stand up? He would always do this. He would go. Oh, a, a lot of he bob his head. Goalies do a that. lot. Patrick yeah. Wadden. And Patrick Wadden. I swear, the whole crappy, he'd... crappy goalie does that now. Like we, we used to like tell him like do the Manny Legacy after he'd make a save, and he would start doing it. And now it's just like goalies. He'll do it without even thinking about it. We like, dude, goalies you're doing are... the legacy, and he's like, really? <laughs> yeah, goalie goalies are an odd bunch. You know, they've got all kinds of weird little. Uh, 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 rituals they do or ticks they do that just they, they become habit. So, uh, and, and Wah was always a, you know, adjust the head forward like a chicken, right? Just going to, I don't know if it's adjusting the helmet or what, but 
yeah, uh, everybody's got got something, and all yep. all the goalies like like you know tap the posts, you know. Oh yeah, crossbar, you know, post Dude, post I, crossbar. The tap, few tap. times that I've had to fill in in goal, I do that. I I like, the weird? first thing I do is I skate out and then I tap the goal uh, uh, posts with my stick. And I've even like every time I've done it, I even said, "Why? Why did I do that?" And I think it's just because I see other goalies do it all the time. See, being a center, uh, take a lot of faceoffs in my in my day, and I'll line up for faceoff. And every time, I'll just I'll just kind of slide my stick across the faceoff dot and just kind of do a little X on the faceoff dot before before I take it. I don't okay, know. I see that. Why I do that? I just I just do, and it's I I just started to do it, and now I can't stop doing it. It's just weird. If I don't if I don't do it, I feel like oh, I'm not ready. It's funny because I don't yeah. think I've ever actually said this out loud. So I wonder if any of my goalie friends that I play with that might be listening, if, if they've ever noticed I do this. My first shift, I have to go up and tap the goalie on the leg pads. I have I, to. I like I remember there was one time where where we had one defenseman too short. We had we had uh, uh four guys on the rink and we were short one guy and it was a defenseman. It's like Potter, get out there. It was like right as the puck was dropping. And um, I literally had to like make this crazy, like curved way to like get into the play. Cause I had to skate down and tap the goalie on the leg pads. And like the play's going the other way. And my team's like, Ponder, what are you doing? Like go, go down with the play. And I'm like, I gotta I, tap the goalie. <laughs> I would do that. I would do that before, like if I was starting a game. Uh, before the face opening face off, I would skate down and tap the goal in the pads, and then and then and then go right to the face off dot and, and take the face off. That was my, and then do the X on the face off dot. I've got problems. <laughs> <laughs> we all do. We're one of the, players. One of the other theme nights that uh, we're still talking about those is the, uh, which I found interesting was the medical appreciation night. Um, you know, purchase a theme ticket for a medical appreciation night and receive a scrub cap and retractable badge reel. Um. Which is, it's just kind of, in, let, let, <laughs> I, to bring all the, let's bring all the medical professionals into the building. And, uh, you know, I would, I would hope that, I guess, I guess most of them would be, uh, vaccinated, but it's just kind of funny to uh, bring them into an environment where they're, they're not requiring vaccinations and the people that yeah. the frontline workers, you know, is like, yeah, let's put them all in the same building at one time. Yeah, and, like, <laughs> like a couple of days later, it's like, we need yeah, people to volunteer. Right, We've yeah, lost all of our and, medical personnel. And, yeah. Because you know they well, they didn't require a mask or proof of vaccination. They it was all a handful super of people that had it. Event. Yeah, well, I mean, they work in a hospital, so they could bring it home, right? And they could just right. bring it to the stadium. <laughs> and there's no yeah. mask policy, no vaccination policy, which hopefully all of them are anyway. But uh, and then they're all in one building. It's kind of it's just kind of comical to me. Yep, yep. That one. Uh, Matt the, Harris the says, "Hi Jeff. Hi not Jeff." <laughs> says, "Kidding." Hi Kurt. Yeah. Well, I'm not Jeff. That is a that is a true statement. That's true. That is true. Uh, so along with the season, or I'm the, sorry, the single game tickets as well as the giveaway schedule, theme nights were also announced. Again, you can go over to stlouisblues.com and check that out. By the way, we're not affiliated with the Blues, um, but we sure give them a lot of press. Um, there's two nights yeah. that I wanted to <laughs> mention. They should pay us. They should. Uh, free. We'll take free tickets. Just give us some free tickets. Hell, once a month. I will gladly take a voucher for a free hot dog. Give me that. I'd be happy. Uh, But then I got to buy tickets to the game. So I guess that is. But I'll still do it. I'll do it. Uh, December 12th versus Anaheim. They're bringing back Star Wars night, which is awesome. Uh, But the big one for me, April 6th versus Seattle. 
they have claimed it will be Pride Night. So Pride Night yeah. returns. Take a, Pride take a screenshot Sox. of this screen. Yeah, so oh, I did. Proof, I did. Proof that it existed at one time. Because they have pulled the rug out from other people with this trick before. <laughs> well, and you didn't even have to screenshot it before. He says to go to the blue site, and they still had it up that was Pride Night after they changed it. But God, that was such a bad look. Full credit to the Blues for bringing it back. Uh, because it should be here. I, I, you know, I don't care if you agree or disagree. To me, and we've said this on the show a million times. I know Kurt and Bill agree that it's not just like we are just showing that we care about you know people who are proud to be gay and you know part of the LGBTQ commu- community. It's it's just about inclusion. It's just about giving them one night and. They had it stripped away from them a couple years ago. It's been dwindled down over the years, and I love to see it back. If you buy the theme tickets, you get a pair of uh, Pride socks uh, given away with the purchase of the ticket. So I think that would be pretty cool to own. Uh, but yeah, love it. Great job, St. Louis Blues. Pride Night is back. Agreed. And it would be. I mean, and there it is a. It is advertised as Pride Night, a theme night. It's not just a just a giveaway night. It's uh, so there should be, uh, you know, imagery around the rink. There should be uh, stuff on the boards. There's uh, not boards, the, uh, the, the screens, uh, they should have events and things in between uh, periods and stuff too, that are themed stuff on the jumbotron, uh, stuff like that. So, which is, and that's the whole point behind a theme night to theme the entire evening. So, uh, that'll be uh, cool to see. Yeah, and um, uh, I just want to point out, too, I know that uh, the argument against this has been, well, I don't want to subject my kids to this. Uh, Yeah, one, yeah, you have the choice to just not go. And if you're a season ticket holder, give your ticket to somebody else who would want to go. And, uh, yeah, and I'll say I took my son uh, at the time. I think he was five. I took him to uh, uh, the Pride Parade out here. and he had the time of his life. He danced around to the music. Everyone was getting along with him. Now, I will say the the people, there were people who were dressed a little provocative that I didn't appreciate. But I knew what I was getting myself into going down there. But I'll say, like, the stuff mandated by the people who set up the Pride Parade was very tasteful. It was It was fun imagery. And again, my son had a great time. So if you're worried about your kids, as far as what the blues are putting on, it'll be tasteful. You don't need to worry about something crazy being put on the screen. It's not like that. So if you if you've never experienced a pride night, a pride event, it's nothing to be concerned about. You uh you go into the uh naked bike ride uh, on Saturday. You know, Jeff. I did not know that existed until about eight years ago. I was at oh, a bachelor okay. party and um, <laughs> you saw him right down the street. Yeah. <laughs> and we were, so we were in the, um, <laughs> we were in the, the party bus in Soulard. Go, I don't remember where we we're going. We we're going somewhere. And everybody goes, Oh, it's the naked bikers. And they all started biking by the bus and waving. And I'm like, what? That's a, that, what? That's a thing. And oh, yeah. I was like blown away. I had no idea that was a real thing. It still kind of blows my mind. I've been a f- I've been a few <laughs> times. Uh, I'm not naked on a bike. I was going to uh, say, did you participate? 
No, I participated, but I didn't. I, I mean, I rode the bike. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, most people aren't naked. That well, I mean, the, I'd say, I don't know, maybe ten percent, twenty percent are naked, maybe, which is a substantial number. I mean, because there are yeah, thousands oh, of people is. down there. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but I mean, there's a lot of body paint. There's a lot of costumes. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of you know people just dressing up, having fun. Uh, and there's there's uh you know uh, beer taps out on the street from the bars that are there in the Grove. Uh, there's a stage, there's a costume contest. There's a, a ton of people down there, which was great before COVID. Uh, now that there's, you know, it's on Saturday, and uh, you know, I enjoy going down there. It's just, it's just, it's just fun. But uh, I'm like really leery of going this year just because of how things are. I'm like, oh. you know what? That the, the 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 people that are down there are probably some of the people that are most inclined to be vaccinated anyway. I'm just, yeah. just the types of people, generally speaking. Um, so that shouldn't be a big issue with a ton of like the vaccination rate of the people there should be pretty high. Um, and and most of it's outdoors. You know, you're riding bikes on the street, that's fine. You know, I'm not. Uh, and and there's the, it's basically like they, they close off the street in the grill. You, you're hanging out in the street. So and you can go in the bars too. But you know, so I, you can hang out in the street. So I'm kind of on the fence. I, if I go, I'd be in the street the whole time, just hanging out. So. Um, I imagine there probably won't be as many people um, this year as in compared to years past. So maybe that's another another plus. But I don't know. But there's I'm, a positive: uh, there will still be naked people. <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, <laughs> probably ninety percent of the naked people you see aren't people that you're gonna say, "Hey." Um, <laughs> it's, I don't know, it's, Kurt. Uh, I just find the human body to be very attractive. I don't care what well, they then look good, like. Then good for you. <laughs> I'm just saying. I see you know myself in the mirror. That's not the case. You, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> There's not a lot of head turning going on. Uh, right. Well, and not for positive reasons. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's it's just uh, not. I don't. I didn't. I don't. I didn't think I knew what elephantitis of the balls was whoa <laughs> whoa before last time i was there it was two years ago because i canceled it last year uh there was a guy walking down the street and it was i kid you not the size of a large grapefruit man it was just it was wow very what, large was it like, like uh wow what South the Park? fuck have you uh have you seen that one i'm not bouncing around I haven't watched on his balls like it's uh no. like it's like it's, a beanbag uh, probably. I haven't seen that one, but it's probably not too far off. It was, uh, okay. and just <laughs> not, not that that's the norm, but it was just kind of that <laughs> it just burned into my brain, unfortunately. Unfortunately. So, no, but it's a fun event. It's fun. I, I, it's a, it's a lot of, it's a lot of fun. Go out there. You have fun. You have some, have some beers, uh, ride your bike around. Um, it's, naked. it's, it's a good time. Yeah. And naked. Are you, if you naked. want to be naked, you can be. If you, it, it's, it's actually a protest. They, they're allowed to do that because it's a protest. It's a protest against, uh, uh, oil consumption and whatnot, that kind of thing. So if they label it as a protest, they can do that. And the city lets them and, you know, they get a permit and everything for it. So, well, good news is, uh, folks, the rest of this show is going to be naked. Let's go blues radio. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Show number 50 of, uh, season nine. <laughs> this is show 50. Yes, it is. It is show 50. Uh, So uh, another big uh, moment that came out recently with the ticket sales uh, being announced. Chris Pronger's number 44, which uh, was supposed to be retired last season. Last season? Two seasons ago. Last season. Last season. 
Uh, on Monday, January 19th versus Nashville is the new date for that. Uh, the first 12,000 fans in attendance for the game will receive a replica number 44 banner, courtesy of Bally Sports Midwest. Uh, Pronger will become the eighth Bally's. player. What? Bally's. You said Bally's. I was just being you in the intro. Oh, Bally. Bally's. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you enjoy that. I uh, <laughs> I did that. I was wondering how how it would go over, but from what I've heard, people think it's funny. I, I the first time I heard, it, I was like, "What the hell was that for? Why'd you do that?" And I, I well, it didn't click in my head I, that that she had said Fox Sport, uh, Eric Weston said Fox Sports, and it was oh they changed the Bally. I was not processing in my brain why you did that until for after those, the fact. Oh for yeah, those on the podcast, you probably don't realize that on the on the YouTube video intro, it's a little different than the podcast. I uh, I dub over Erica Weston saying. Uh, this is Erica Weston from Fox Sports Midwest. I, I dub over the Fox Sports part. Well, actually, the Fox part and just say belly really quick. <laughs> so you just hear her go, hi, this is Erica Weston from belly Sports Midwest. Belly. Yeah. <laughs> Darren Grise in the uh, YouTube chat says, doesn't surprise me that the guy drinking Bud Light Orange was meat gazing and was very impressed with what he saw. <laughs> I am I am not going to – I would not use the word impressed. You know what? Maybe I will use the word impressed. That was impressively large. It was impressive. There's your comment large. of the show. Congratulations. I, would, I wouldn't say I was gazing. It was just something that it was hard to not see. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, yeah, Darren Grice. Yeah, yeah. You get comment of the show. Yeah. Matt Harris says, uh, uh, naked. Uh, first, he says, I'm so glad Pride Night is back uh, with the blues. They're making people like myself feel more included, does nothing but grow the sport, especially in non-traditional markets. Well said. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, and he also said that naked bike riding sounds horrible. The chafing. Yeah. I can't imagine yes. riding a yeah, bike naked. That was my first thought when I saw him the first time. I'm like, that guy is, is literally naked on a bike. That sounds awful. Mm -hmm. Like I've, yeah. I've gone to the gym and worn and, and rode the bike and worn the wrong underwear. And I'm like, oh, this I'm going to hate myself later. This is going to be terrible. I can only imagine doing it naked. That sounds terrible. It's I mean, yeah, I it, and especially if you're if you get sweaty. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and if a seat's one of those narrow seats, I mean, oh. you're going to you're going to be I mean, you're not you going to see the seat. You, you got to have the banana boy seats, right? I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. It's got to be it's got to be one of those big wide seats, right? Just, so yeah. just like, almost like a chair just sitting on it. Yeah, and you know, it's fine. I, I, it's it's interesting because like in years past, you know, afterwards you go into a bar or something, and you know the people that were naked in the bike rider are still naked in the bars and stuff afterwards. So it's kind of it's really weird to be in a bar and then see someone naked at the bar standing. You know, it's it's odd to be, but because of you know, whatever. But uh, and then you see people sitting down. <laughs> might might happen to be naked. In the bar, like at a bench, I'm like, yeah, I'm not sitting on these benches ever. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't touch a lot of things when I go to the, the, the tables, and I touch as little as possible. Really? Because I just walk around my eyes closed, and I just go like this. Yeah. Yeah, you probably get into trouble if you did that. <laughs> <laughs> About chest high, you had to walk around. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hoping to find an attractive dude. Uh, Mike so Smack. Pro Pronger will become... Pronger will become the eighth player in franchise history to have his number retired by the Blues. I was going to quiz you, Kurt, on the other retired numbers, but one, I know you know it, and two, 
I know that you can see on our notes uh, what it is, but I know you know it. It's uh, Al McKinnis, number two, Bob Gassoff, number three, Bob Plager, number five, Barkley Plager, number eight, Brian eight, Sutter, number 11. 11. Yep. Brett Hall, probably, number you know, 24. Six, <laughs> 22 with Dallas. Oh, that's uh, right. Right. If, and um, Bernie Federico, number 99. Right. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably I'd like to see 38 up there sometime soon, but I don't know if that's going to happen. Kevin Dolman. Kevin Dolman. Uh, uh, Devil Demetra, 38. Um, you know, you can make an argument for Wickenheiser, um, but not as much, I guess. Uh, Really, but yeah, I I love the Wickenheiser thing is a different story completely because the basically the 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 Wick banner is not is disappeared is gone, and it's never to return. I guess they say it will, but it has not. It's been what a long time, yeah, it uh, and because be that was his, that was their way of honoring him with the fourteen mm-hmm. fund and the banner up there that was like a, also honoring Wickenheiser, and they just took it down. You can't just honor someone with a banner and then just have it there for years and just take it down. Uh, well, my point is, if you take it, I'm actually fine with them taking it down, to be quite honest. But you got to make a public display about it. You have to, okay, hey, everybody, we're going to take this banner down, but we're going to hang it at Centene. Like, we're going to hang it at the Blues uh, practice facility. Or, like, we're going to hang but it why? so it's the first thing you see when you walk into Enterprise or whatever. Like, them taking uh, it away from the yeah. Ring of Honor, I'm okay with it. It's just you have to do something with it. You just can't have, take it down right. and then never acknowledge that it's gone. T- take it down, put it in a glass case uh, somewhere in the concourse, and have a plaque next to it explaining what it is and some memorabilia from the game. You know, yeah, or they've whatever. got like a St. Louis Sports Hall of Fame section right there. I think it's yeah. right outside like section 104. Do, yeah. Do, just put right. it right next to there or like right next to it, above it, whatever. Like there's plenty or, of things you could do with that. Or what has been brought up a number of times, and it should be done. I'd imagine it will be at some point. Uh, a Blues Hall of Fame oh, to just yeah, have it's be and, done. and just have that somewhere in the building or next door I, or something. I think, and then once, and then have that there. Once like the Blues Stanley Cup team, like all those guys are retired, I think you're going to see that. I think that'll happen. You have to. You have to. I, I mean, yeah. even even before they won the cup, it really you can make a good argument for it because oh, yeah. of all the great players that have come through here and all the history this team has had. My God, you could. I mean, there have been books written about the team and fan, just crazy ass stories from back in the day. I mean, the whole move to Saskatoon is a whole wing of of a, of a museum. I mean, they could have so. Well, I will, uh, I will go ahead and say now for Chris Pronger's retirement night on Monday, January 19th, I will be, and if my job's listening, I will be taking that day off. Uh, I do plan to get up to center ice pretty early that day. I imagine they'll be, for, I'm, well, yeah, they'll be open. It's a game day. Uh, so uh, anybody interested, if, if you're maybe planning on going to that game, I will be up there early. I will be celebrating early, and I'm going to have a great night that night. So uh, It's a Monday, yeah. huh? It's a Monday, unfortunately, mm. but like I when said, the I'll take the day off. Probably even take Tuesday oh. off. Have a good I know day. it's a Monday because yeah. Monday tickets probably don't sell very well, and with the game being a a Jersey retirement yeah, I mean, day, they, they'll the sell division out. Rival. Are they? I mean, they are, but I mean, they're not. They're not very good right now. So yeah, I mean, but still, I don't know. They, it's, it's, it's always Kelly fun Arn to be. Croc. Oh, They've it's got always Pecorine. fun. Oh. Oh, 
it's always fun to beat up on Nashville. They got so, Magnus Arvison. Oh, I didn't look at the schedule. Uh, uh as far as uh, Blues games in Nashville, uh, is there a weekend game where the Blues are in oh, Nashville? Because there has not a been a question. while. There, there has not been a, a Saturday night game in Nashville in a number of years. It's always oh, been like Sunday afternoon or something stupid. Yeah, like, I want to. I want to go to Nashville. I want to go to Nashville on a Saturday night or on a Friday night. Uh, hang out Friday night. Go to the game on Saturday night. After the game, spill out into the the strip there and hang out, and then and then come home Sunday evening or whatever. That that some that would be a great trip. Some of the best nights of my life has been going to a Blues game in Nashville, spending the night in Nashville until all the bars close, and yeah. the next day is usually one of the worst days of my life. But it's worth it. (laughs) There's a Waffle House right as you cross uh, away from (laughs) Nashville that I frequent whenever I go there. And, oh, it's the best Waffle House there is in all the country. Um, In all the land. In all the land. Um, But no, Okay, so there's uh, a – I'm looking for Nashville games right now. No, go ahead. You know what would be awesome? I'm looking. And I'm just throwing this out there because we're a live show and – I like to say thoughts out loud on a live show because they won't be ever edited. Um, a Let's Go Blues Radio Night in Nashville. Uh, that'd be that'd be awesome. That'd be a lot of fun. I don't. Well, the Blues don't play in Nashville until March. <gasps> they. Oh, okay. This works. Oh, this this is kind of nice. Oh boy. The Blues play in Nashville March twelfth, eleven thirty a.m. It's an it's a noon game. So, so the game's over at like two thirty, right? And so then you can, oh, that's that's a day. You do and you do a post game show. We could do a post game show from Nashville, and then go out to the bars that night. That could be a lot of cool. fun. Yeah, that'd be cool. I and I'll say, is there any other days? Probably not. March twelfth is the first one, I believe. Uh, oh, and then they have another one on, on uh, April 17th, but that's a Sunday at 5 o'clock. It's an awful time for Blues yeah, fans Yeah, that travel. sucks. If that was like a 1 o'clock uh, game, I can make that work. Yeah, there's the one the one time, the March 12th. That's it. Okay. Uh, so, we're going to talk about that because that, yeah. that could be a lot of fun, and I think Bill would be down too. I think I would have preferred like a 1.30 start, but 11.30 would be right. Would have been nice. Would have been nice. Um. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, one more bit of news we're going to get to before we talk about the subject of today's show. Uh, Zach Bullduke, the Blues' first-round pick, and this kind of uh, bleeds into our next segment, he signed a three-year entry-level deal with the Blues. He was the Blues' first-round pick this past uh, draft, number 17 overall. Spent the last two seasons with Ramuski Oceanic of the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, posting 40 goals and 41 assists in 82 games. In 2019-20, he was named the QMJHL Rookie of the Year after leading all rookies in goals, 30, and finishing second among first-year players in points with 52. Uh, so, Zach Bulduke has been locked up. Really no surprise. That's uh, kind of standard after you make your first-round selection. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're not going – I mean, why draft the guy if you're not going to sign him? So Yeah. Um, and they can't, and it's not the NFL. He, you know, he can't come in and say, all right, I want 15 right. million. I want this. I want that. No, it's, that's one thing I've always said that I love about the NHL with their contract structure. Rookies literally cannot make crazy demands like that. They come in and say, Hey, 
you got to work for your first big league contract. And I love that. Yeah. 18 years old. Um, you know, who knows how he's going to pan out? Um, still very young, a lot of growth, but, uh, uh, hit the write up on him from elite prospects is, uh, Bolduc's tools given the upper hand in downhill battles. When defenders stand flat footed or rush him, he dangles through them with rapid stick handling motions. And when given an open shooting lane, he can take a couple steps, kick a leg back and sling pucks past the goalie. It sounds like by this write up, he knows how to play hockey. Oh, good. <laughs> That's better than me. <laughs> there's not, there's not anything that really, I mean, he can he can dangle through defenders when they're flat footed. Well, who can't? <laughs> and and uh, when given an open shooting lane, he can take a couple steps like anybody should be able to in an open shooting lane and kick a leg back and sling pucks past the goalie. So he might have a good wrist shot. So uh, what you're saying is he has to have a really good line mate. <laughs> this is a terrible. This is a this is a Vegas shit uh, write up that could apply to uh, a lot of people. <laughs> that just yeah, it's not it's not a a I don't know. From what I've heard, he's an excellent talent. We'll see. It's no, just, I, I'm not saying he's not. I think but this right draft, this is going to be one, and, and we're about to talk about the 2010 draft and, and kind of rate, because that's the only way to truly look at a draft is, in hindsight, you don't know when the draft happens. I think this past draft, and maybe even um, probably last year's too, to a certain extent, it's going to be fun in 10 years to look back on these two drafts and say, how did these guys pan out? Because there wasn't as much scouting as we've seen in the past. A lot of it was virtual. A lot of it was like, well, we saw him play two years ago, and he was fantastic as a 16-year-old. Yeah. So and, it's it's interesting to, to think about where we could be, how we could be looking at these players in 5, 10, 12 years. Well, a lot, and a lot of these, these, the scouting reports will come from, uh, you know, the scouts that go and travel and watch him play in a tournament and they may see him play three games. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, they, they, they'll get scouting reports on him from guys that might watch him more often, but you know, the scouts that make the call on who to draft, they might not see him play in person, but a couple of times. So that's very interesting, uh, how that stuff plays out. And it's why, especially later on picks. I mean, complete crapshoot. I mean, anything. Um, I mean, second round even. Late first round is a, is a crapshoot half the time. So, yep. So let's talk about the 2010 St. Louis Blues draft, a recap. So basically, uh, the reason I want to do this, um, I think uh, I kind of stole the idea from our friends at the Puck Podcast, Eddie and Doug. Um, I don't want to say it was last, last summer. They did something where they actually went back and looked at a, the first round of five years ago and which teams did great, which teams did terrible. And the way they – because at this point, you know, we're all NHL fans. We all watch the game. You know, five years is a pretty good indication. And so it was fun to, like, listen to them talk about, you know, oh, hey, the the this team picked this guy. They could have picked this guy, but they didn't. How did that pan out for them? Because, again – Going into a draft, we can say all we want. Oh, yeah, well, the scouts say this, and the scouts saw that, and, and you know, this guy's your clear number one, Eric Johnson. And you can, like, see how that panned out over time. That's, to me, the only way you can truly rate a draft. Yeah, well, I mean, but that that whole – analyzing a draft uh, down the road isn't really a, 
that novel of an idea. It's been no, done a lot. No, uh, it's, I, so, it's so, not. So, so I'm just, I'm just, yeah, it's so, I mean, it wouldn't be stealing from, from them. It'd be just, you know, one more podcast or, or a group of fans doing it. So, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, they're my, they're my friends. So I'll, I'll, no. I'll, uh, I'll just, I'll just say that we stole the idea from them. It, it's just fun. To, it's, it's a fun thing to do. I mean, especially, you know, this is 2021. So this is, you know, 10, 11 years after this draft. So it's, um, there, you can easily tell, uh, who panned out and who did not. Yeah. At this point, point in their careers, these yeah. guys are either in their prime or like just getting past their prime. So, or, or, or never got in and they're, or never they're got, yeah, exactly. So first we will look at the first round, which the blues ended up having two picks. Um, first pick was the blues pick 14th overall. And remember this was uh so the 2009, 2010 season, uh, that was, so they had not gotten Yaroslav Halak yet. Chris Mason was still their goalie. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. 2010, he would have still been their goalie. So you try to think back to the time, Eric Brewer is still the captain of the team. Eric Johnson oh, has his golf cart injury. And so you're kind of just like, okay, you know, uh, what are they going to do this draft? Yarmo Kikalainen is getting ready to leave. It's It's been already announced that this is going to be his last draft with the St. Louis Blues. So and you're wondering how. Armstrong's first as GM, right? He as took GM, over in, yeah. yes, first as GM. So this yep. big statement, so that, statement that's kind of why I picked this one because I thought Yarmo's out the door. You're you're already looking for a new scout advisor, um, and obviously then landed on Bill Armstrong, who has since also moved on to be a GM. But yeah, Doug Armstrong, first GM, our first draft as the official Blues GM. So with the 14th overall pick, the St. Louis Blues drafted some guy named Jaden Schwartz a left wing out of the Tri-City Storm of the USHL. Uh, obviously, turned out to be a pretty damn good player for the Blues, member of the Stanley Cup team. Uh, my big note coming from this one is you look at the players who were drafted after him, a guy we'll talk about in a minute, Vladimir Tarasenko, uh, Nick Bukestad, Bo, Bo Bennett, Kevin Hayes, Charlie Coyle, Evgeny Kuznetsov, Brock Nelson, and Justin Falk all names that came to mind that were picked later in the first round. So uh, interesting to think that Blues are pretty high on Schwartz at this point. We were already talking about Mandy Schwartz, who was uh, thankfully still with us at that point. And uh, he was kind of a story because of, um, you know, what his sister had gone through, how he had been a part of her life. And then, of course, obviously, he's got his own accolades on the ice. Yeah, I mean, it, and seeing how the draft panned out, uh, and to see the order in which these guys were taken, uh, to see Schwartz taken uh, ahead of Tarasenko, which came a couple of picks later, um, is, I mean, like I said, it's not really uh, because Tarasenko is obviously the, the has had the better career, but he was taken after Schwartz. Um, obviously, other things played into that too with the next pick, you know, with Tarasenko as far as you know, whether he would even come over from Russia at the time. Remember that conversation? You draft a guy, and is he going to come over? I mean, is it a wasted draft pick? I don't know. Yeah, because this was at the height of, like, the Alexander Radulov, um, and um, who was the other player who jumped ship? Because um, Kovalchuk hadn't done it yet. Uh, there was another yeah. guy I remember uh, who jumped ship at this point. I don't remember who it was, but it was like, I think it was a blue or, jacket. 
or even just not come over at all. I mean, and not, not, yeah. I mean, it's not just coming back. It's just not going back over. It's just like, you know, well, we'll draft him, but then uh, he'll, he'll never come over. Yeah. So, so yeah, at this point it was, a, it was kind of the more safe pick to pick a guy like Jaden Schwartz undersized, sure. but a guy right. who has a lot of speed, a lot of talent, great hands. Um, and at this, this point we all thought, okay, that's a solid pick. Well, guess what? He ends up becoming a Stanley cup champion. So, Looking back at this pick, I give the Blues an A plus, solid pick. And I know that I've I've been the biggest naysayer of Jaden Schwartz over the years, but I'm not going to dispute that the guy had a great career with the St. Louis Blues, a uh, big part of their Stanley Cup run in 2019. So clearly, a great pick by the Blues at number 14th overall in the first round. Uh, then two picks later was the Ottawa Senators pick. Uh, so they actually ended up, uh, trading that pick to the blues, uh, in a deal that sent David Runblad, who was the blues first round pick the (laughs) season before they sent David Runblad to Ottawa in exchange for this pick. So, uh, blues. and, And I remember at this point thinking if you're already trading your first round pick from the season before, clearly you've lost some faith, uh, in that player. And, or you, or you really want, or you really somebody. want to make yeah. that pick. But I remember when that tr- trade went down. That was my first thought: was well, the Blues clearly want somebody, and I think a lot of people knew that they were going after Tarasenko because he had said he wants to come to the NHL. He wants to prove he's the best, so he was a good pick for the Blues. But I remember thinking, okay, Runblad has clearly fallen out of favor because they were so high on him last year like a guy that they were never going to get rid of. And then the next draft, they move him for another first round pick. Clearly looking back, the blues won that trade. <laughs> oh, uh, and this, and this really should be considered one of the best trades in blues history. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you don't, you don't think about it because it was, you know, it was made before the, the, the uh, Tarasenko was drafted, right? They, they made the trade and they drafted him. Uh, so you usually think of it as player for player, but this, this brought uh, Tarasenko in, and what we gave up was a guy who ended up never playing a full season in the NHL. Um, he played yeah, he, for his longest it? stint was with Chicago, I believe. Right, forty nine games, and before that, it was uh, he played thirty games total with Ottawa uh, in the uh, eleven and oh, Ottawa and Phoenix in the eleven uh, twelve season. Yeah, he bounced around Ottawa, Phoenix, uh, Chicago, and never had much of a career. He played 113 games over six or five years. And that, that was it. And he defenseman, just not, not that great. <laughs> yeah. And we got Tarasenko for him. So a fantastic, fantastic trade. So, and it's interesting to see this uh, as Armstrong's first draft as the blues GM to take the pick made last year, which he was involved in. Uh, as well, because he's with the Blues for what two seasons prior, I think, uh, before mm-hmm. he became uh, the GM. Uh, two or three, and then yeah, he was a two or three, and then, GM or advisor yep. to the GM or whatever yep. his role was. And then, and then he takes that pick and moves it. So, you know, not afraid to uh, uh, Armstrong has not been one to uh, be afraid to uh, move on from his mistakes, I guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is an er- this is an early precedent for that. So, so clearly, uh, Tarasenko, and I remember when, again, when, when this pick, when the, the, the trade, when, when Gary Bettman came up and said, we have a trade to announce, 
Uh, the St. Louis Blues. And I remember thinking, oh, they're taking the Russian kid. Like, that. that's the only one that makes sense here. And yeah. all we heard about was his release, uh, how good he was, how good his hands were in front of the net. And clearly, um, looking at the Tarasenko we've seen over the years uh, as a whole, all of that was true. I mean, he stepped into his first NHL game in 2013 and scored two big goals against the Red Wings, had a solid uh, season before he had the concussion. Uh, I think it was against L.A. Wasn't it Kyle Clifford that gave him the concussion? Could be wrong on that. But either way, uh, so yeah, again, A-plus, not only for the pick, but for the trade for the St. Louis Blues. And and I, I would mention the players drafted after, but it's basically the same guys that were picked after Schwartz. So (laughs) solid, uh, solid a plus for the blues all around. Yep. Agreed. And you know, won a cup. I mean, he was like, uh, yeah, another cup of that. So yeah, I, I mean, and, and so Schwartz and Tarasenko, uh, uh, it's interesting to look back on this. And if you were to tell me in 2010, this draft will, I mean, along with a number of other moves to build that team, this is not, you know, the, what won us a cup, but it's just one of a number of things. And to, to go back and tell myself in 2010, Hey, this draft is going to play a decent part in uh, the blues winning a cup in nine years. It's I mean, whole... let's face it. That's, that's the wingers of the blues first line basically for the next, yeah. you know, eight, nine years. Yeah. Uh, well, once they made the league. So yeah, I, I mean, right. both may not be on the roster this coming season, but, I, let's not let's not argue the fact that they are a massive part of the Blues winning the cup, and that was I should I should I should look up uh, what the talk was at the time, and I remember the talk being that questioning whether he would come over. Tarasenko, I know that, that he said he wanted to, but would he be allowed to? Would he mm-hmm. leave? You know, would he would he, and would he want would he want to do that? Um, you know, he could say one thing and do another because you never know. Um, I should I should go back and look and see exactly uh, if there were critics of this pick. Say, oh, oh, there were. Might be a waste to pick. Yeah, I remember. I remember going. It might have even been on the Let's Go Blues forum. I don't know, but I remember going on a forum and seeing somebody just going off about how it was a terrible to trade your first round pick from the year before because this kid's never even going to come over. Uh, this is uh, a shot. What do you call it? Like a shot in the dark or something? And I was thinking, dude. This is a shot worth taking, you know, same with uh, Clem Costin uh, being drafted a couple of years ago. Like the plus side of this kid making the NHL and, and coming over. That's worth the number 16 pick to me to, on, on what that kid could do. And clearly Tarasenko proved that he was at least was maybe still is an elite NHL talent. Yeah, and actually, uh, looking back on it, the talent that we gave up uh, was not a lot. And so, even if even if Tarasenko didn't come over, Runblad didn't really pan out as a you know anything much in NHL anyway. So it was no big loss. It was a low maybe, risk, high reward kind hit, of play. Maybe in a hit, which Hitchcock wasn't coach obviously at this time, but eventually became coach. Maybe in a Hitchcock system, maybe Runblad works out. You don't know. But from Here, what I could tell, he was slow. He didn't have the passing ability that you needed from your back end. Clearly, the best best decision here was to get Tarasenko. This is uh, this is in a chat with 
Jeremy Rutherford. Um, Who? And a guy set with a uh, friend of the show, Jeremy oh, Rutherford. Oh, that guy. Yeah, okay. sorry, I didn't I didn't specify friend of the show, JR. Oh, I forgot uh, who he was. And this is on the letsgoblues.com forum. As you mentioned, I looked it up and it came right up. Uh, this is back in 2011, I think. Uh, says, uh, his name is Jello Flow. <laughs> hey, JR. <laughs> I, w- I was reading this interview with Tarasenko. The interview doesn't come across as him being overly enthused to come and play for the St. Louis Blues next year. And there's a link to RussianProspects.com. Uh, I didn't look read it yet, but uh, it says, uh, if passion is not here, we should trade him now that he still has big value. When you think about it, we should have kept Runblad, oh boy, who will become a great defenseman for the Senators. Oh. Oh. What do you think of this? I love reading this stuff. Going back yeah. and <laughs> um, hot, and take. I'm glad I, I'm glad I haven't purged the uh, the old uh, uh, you know posts in a long, 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 long time. Used to do that to save space, and I just stopped doing it. And just uh, I'll suck it up. I'll just, but uh, yeah. And then Jared's response is, uh, and I haven't read this yet, so I don't know, I don't know if he's going to come up looking good or bad here. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, and Jared says, uh, "Runblad has the desire to play in the NHL, but keep in mind that he's playing for his dad." Oh, he probably means he probably means uh, Tarasenko, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's playing for his dad, and he's very he's very comfortable. Also, he wants to be a big part of the Russian national team. The Olympics are in Russia in 2014, so he can play with his KHL team next season and then try out for the national team again. Like I've said, staying in the KHL for one more year isn't the end of the world. If he decides to stay in Russia after next season, then you start to question his true desire to be in North America. Runblad looked good last year, but I'd still rather have Tarasenko. So there you go. There you go. So that guy Mr. knows Jell what he's Flo- talking about. <laughs> Mr. Jellflo says <laughs> Runblad's going to become a great defenseman for the Senators. He played literally uh, 24 games for them, and then they traded him. Nice. He's a minus 11. Not, not, a, not a great defenseman right, for now, now i got to look up what that trade was that, when they sent him to Arizona. Because I remember seeing that and being like, oh, they already moved Runblad. Yeah, yeah, me too. I'm like, oh, well, once you see this kid play, apparently, in your system, oh, (laughs) he's not what we thought. We'll move on from him. (laughs) All right, let's see. So, uh, he, oh, he went in the Kyle Turris trade. That's right. Oh, yeah. The Senators Senators got Kyle Turris, and uh, the the Coyotes got Runblad and a 2012 second-round pick. Interesting. Okay. So, clearly, the first round was a big win for the Blues. I don't know if we're going to say the same thing going on here. Uh, the second round pick for the Blues, number 44 overall, Sebastian Wanstrom, uh, a center out of uh, Brenus IF of the Junior 20 Super Elite League, um, which I believe was in Finland. Uh, he um, He was a guy that, again, we heard about his hands. We heard that he was uh, a great passer, a great setup guy. He's a you know potentially a second line setter in the NHL. I don't know if he ever made the NHL at any point, but um, I, no. I I remember just no. being unimpressed no. when I saw him in Never. camp like two years later. I Never remember just played. being okay. This guy's not this. This isn't and- what I thought he was. Yeah. Well, I, when I watched eight hours of tape on him, I thought the same <laughs> thing. I was like, when I when I was done watching those eight hours, I'm like, I'm not that impressed. I'm not that impressed. And he never played the NHL. So and then you watched so another eight hours, and you said the same thing. Just to make sure, yeah. yeah. I'm like, that first eight hours, uh, I think I need more time to evaluate. Maybe. Just to, just to back up my first. Might have been something hidden in there. 
Yeah. Yeah, but no. So after 16 hours, I'm like, no. And then you sent me a separate eight hours, and I watched those, and I was not impressed. It's <laughs> uh, so, amazing there was 24 hours of tape on him out yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> no, on YouTube. Right. Uh, so, so after he was picked, some players that were picked shortly after him, Ryan Spooner, Tyler Toffoli, Callie Yarncroc, who, wow, that's the second reference to him in yeah. the show. Yeah. Uh, who would have thunk that? Uh, and uh, Jason Zucker. Uh, so clearly all guys, uh, some of those guys still in the NHL. Actually, yeah. all of them are. Um, and some guys with speed, Same. some guys with hands. But again, you can't fault the the, the Blues yeah. draft team because it's... at the time, Wanstrom, I remember, was was a very highly ranked prospect. That's he just why didn't it's pan a crapshoot. That's why it's yep. a crapshoot. And, uh, yeah, some of these guys would be nice to have, but... And then it's, I mean, 44th overall, second round, like I said earlier, you know, late in the first round, it's, it's, it's almost a crapshoot. So you just never know with, with, I mean, so many, so many guys that picked, you know, second, third, fourth, fifth round, whatever, just don't pan out ever. So, yep. Yep. So uh, speaking of guys, don't pan out third round pick for the St. Louis blues, number 74, uh, Max Gardner, a center out of Minnetonka High School of Minnesota, uh, was the Blues pick. Uh, Want to mention players drafted after him: Brian Rust, Scott Wedgwood, uh, Joachim Nordstrom, and Jonas Donskoy. All again, you, you mentioned you mentioned players that you'd like to have over this player. All guys you'd like to have, but at the same time, sure. again, they're picking the best player available, at least to them. Yeah. Yeah, and looking back on this, and it's not something where you can criticize. Like, it's not something you can criticize them for because, like you said, uh, you know, they're they've they're either the best player available on their list, uh, or they're or they're picking them for a specific reason, and it just doesn't work out. Um, I don't, uh, I, I don't, I don't. I, you're throwing darts at a dartboard. So, I'm. Uh, I'm and and he never played. Ne- stats. He never never played. Yeah, Never so played. he played in Minnet- Minnetonka, went to University of Minnesota. Wow. Went to Penn State after that and then hasn't played since. Never so he played never even Minnesota. went to, like, Russia or anything to play, apparently? You know, Europe, no AHL, nothing. Wow, that's crazy. So he really did not pan out. That's uh, the last time we draft from uh, the high school that makes those small Tonka trucks. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mini Tonka. Yeah. Mini Tonkas. Yep. I like that. Good, good pun. That was fun. Uh, fourth round, the blues picked 104th overall and took current NHL defenseman Yanni Hockenpah out of Kiko Vanta of SM Sarja. I don't know what I just said. So, (laughs) 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 but I remember this pick because he was a big man at this point already at 18. And uh, clearly, he's he still, you know, uh, was a guy who maybe had some growing to still do, and he did. I want to say he still put on a ton of weight after this. And uh, yeah, he's he was just involved in the trade uh, that sent. Um, I'm forgetting which flurry that was. Was it Hayden Flurry to Anaheim? Um, and uh, he went to Carolina. They were pretty big fans of his in Carolina. I remember uh, when he was with there when when Anaheim picked him up. And they started playing him, which, again, he never played for the Blues. 
I remember texting again, friend of the show, Doug Stolhand of the Puck Podcast, and asking him, "What do you think of Hockenpah?" Because the 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 words here were great shot, uses his body well, just way too slow for the NHL. Well, that it was took always him a the long, it took him a long, long time to time. make it. He, yeah. I mean, he's only been in the NHL for since uh, nineteen twenty. No, two years ago, nineteen twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, five, only played five games that year. But I mean, he was drafted in two thousand ten. He didn't get him for nine nine years, which is a yeah. Long time. You don't make it after you know that long. You're usually you're not going to make it. But well, he was uh, in the he's... blue system for a long time, and he never even got a yeah. sniff of the NHL. Yeah, I want to say he was called up at one point to be the seventh defenseman, but never actually took a shift with the Blues. Um, but yeah, Doug Stolhan said he's fine. Like you know, yeah, the the Ducks sucked, but he was like, you know, as a fifth, sixth defenseman, he's fine, no problems at all. So. I was actually happy to hear that because, again, I he was a kid that I kind of watched a lot, hoping he would eventually make it. And he played for Carolina last year, which was a playoff team after the trade. So clearly he's got some some skill. Uh, but like you said, as as many defensemen do, took a very long time to make it. That's true. That's true. Um, but that is still long. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, you know, he's, I mean, he should be, you know, entering his prime, you know, uh, about when he made the NHL. I mean, age-wise, so for a defenseman. So players that were drafted after Hockenpah and before the Blues' next pick. Uh, big middle finger to this asshole. Philip Grubauer was yeah. picked. Fuck that guy. Uh, Ty McGinn, Zach Hyman, John Klingberg, Tim Heed, and Michael Furland. So looking at that list of players... Man, it would have been nice to pick up John Klingberg right there, huh? <laughs> it would have been. Uh, Grubauer, too. Not going to lie. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I, I, when he was with the Capitals and, and it was clear he I was going to get moved, I wanted, I wanted him, him so bad. Too. I'm like, go get Grubauer. Yeah. They could have had him, too. But yeah. I don't, they didn't. Whatever. I mean, we won a cup, so it's fine. <laughs> so, let's see. Bennington, one cup. Grubauer, zero yes. cup. He has one as a backup. That doesn't count. <laughs> I have, you know what? I have as many cups as for oh, Grubauer. So Jake Allen doesn't have a cup then. I piss uh, off a I lot also, of people. I also have as many Stanley Cup rings as Philip Grubauer does. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to piss off oh, a lot of people saying that backup goalie didn't get it. Does, oh, count Jake. Because Jake oh, Allen was the mo- one of the most important members of that team. Yeah, he was great at opening and closing the door. <laughs> Pretending to be somebody else in practice? Better. Yeah, great. Better than anyone I've seen opening that door. Uh, I still remember the, the 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 people that were coming out of the woodwork saying that he needed to uh, uh, he needed to get some games started in the playoffs because they'll need him in the playoffs. They'll need That's him at some point. I'm like, how it works. No, you don't you don't <laughs> do that. You don't, you don't just not... play your backup goalie to play your backup goalie. Dumbest thing. Yep, agree. <laughs> I remember seeing the year the um the, the the first year the Kings won the cup. Uh, somebody saying that was that Bernier that was backup that he needs to get starts when they're up three zero because they went up three zero I think twice in that cup run and fans being like you got to start Bernier in game four get him some playing time in case you need him. No, you let your starting goalie just keep rolling. That's how it works. 
You know, the only thing worse than Alan haters are the uh, the Alan apologists. That's yes. insufferable. Insufferable. It's like, come on. Mm-hmm. Admit that. Just whatever. I don't get into it. I'm tired of talking about it. Yeah. We've talked about it plenty on the show. <laughs> yes. Both sides are I, annoying, but one is of, certainly more of, annoying. One of my favorite quotes from Bill Day uh, was on this show, and he said, um, uh, how did he word that? Um, I, uh, uh, he's like, yeah, the blues are going to need a backup goalie for when, uh, Jay forgets how to goalie in January. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so moving on, uh, fifth round, 134th overall blues select Cody beach, a right wing out of the Calgary hitmen of the WHL drafted after him, a couple goalies listed here, Louis Domingue. Peter Morazic, Sam Carrick, Brand, uh, Brendan Gallagher, which is, yeah. you know, still crazy to think he was a fifth round pick, and Jesper Fast of the New York yeah. Rangers. Yeah. Gallagher been nice. He had been a fan favorite here. He's that, oh, that, that, yeah. the, 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 he, he was a Blue typical hard oh, yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah, kind of an asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Blues fans would have loved him. <laughs> um, yeah, Cody Beach never played in the NHL either. So. Yeah, not, that's that's a theme here, folks. In case you were oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great first round in this year. Nothing much after. Nothing. I mean, like I said Hawk and Paw was great. Just couldn't crack the Blues lineup. Or or other teams lineup until he. Well, how, when we moved, he moved on from us. He uh, moved on and went straight to Anaheim and started playing shortly after. Okay, and so that, and that was they and they moved they moved him to Carolina. In in April, for Hayden Flurry, I believe. Yeah, right. And yep. Which, they, which yeah, was Carolina, a great deal Carolina, for Anaheim. Which I was Carolina, shocked they let him go in the expansion draft. Carolina got a sixth round pick too. Yeah. Uh, so moving on to the sixth round, hundred and sixty fourth overall, the Blues select Stephen McCauley of uh. Well, I actually don't have what team he was with. That's how important he was. <laughs> a the, left the, wing a, from somewhere. <laughs> the most important part of this this uh, Steve McCauley pick is who was available after. Yeah, so you look at who was who was still around in the sixth round: Mark Stone, yeah, Frederick Anderson, and I should have probably led with Patrick Holland. But yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah Mark Stone and Frederick Anderson two. Pretty damn good NHL players. Uh, yeah. Still left oh, yeah. uh, undrafted when uh, McCauley was picked. Mark Stone uh, had MVP. I mean, people. I mean, people were saying that he was an MVP candidate last season. So uh, how important he was to to Vegas. So, but you know, I. Uh, you, think, you think Tyler Bozak agrees? <laughs> um. Well, if we had Mark Stone on our team, he wouldn't have. Uh, That's true. I would hope Bozak. he wouldn't have hit Tyler Posey. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and this this the Mark Stone in the sixth round is kind of reminds me of uh, 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 Zetterberg and Datsuk, uh, the back to back years for Detroit when they drafted them. They were in the fifth sixth round area or later, mm. uh, and I remember at the time uh, that they were drafted. Uh, somebody said to Yap. Red Wings knew they had a diamond in the rough, but they knew no one else was going to draft them, so they they waited. I'm like, no, no, no. If no you way. know 
that you have the talent of Datsuk and Zetterberg, you know what you have. You don't wait that long to mm-hmm. take them. There's no you. They they you go they off fell. the board and you pick you pick them yes. in the first and second round. Yeah, pick them. Yeah, maybe second round. You don't you don't. They fell into the Red Wings' lap. They got horribly lucky back to back years. Those two players, and that was a huge reason why they won some cup. That was a big, huge reason. So uh, now I I'm sure that, that they and, were they were on their draft boards. I'm sure they were like. Hey, if this kid's still available, good chance this kid could turn out to be, you know, decent. Third third line center, maybe second line winger. I I don't doubt that. But for them to think we have two potential Hall of Famers, they're not taking them that late in the draft. They're they're Dude. they're saying, "You know what? This guy is going to be a 90-point scorer and one of the best defensive centers of all time, and this guy is going to be an unbelievable left winger who will be our captain one day." Yeah. They're not. You don't. No. You don't. They're, they're you don't wait for somebody else. Sooner. No. You, you, yeah. That's stupid. You don't wait for somebody else to to pick them. You know, just to happen upon them. Uh, Datsuk was taken in the sixth round, 171st overall, and Zetterberg was the seventh round, 210th overall. Um. Yeah. Back and uh, Zetterberg was uh, drafted in uh, 99th draft, and Datsuk was there before. So back to back years. Yeah. And totally. Uh, drove that team offensively and uh, back checking too. Both fantastic at it. So uh, talking about this uh, draft, just Bob 3000, which uh, that might be a new live listener. A new. Uh, He says, I thought I read that Tarasenko might've been drafted the top five, if not for the concern about him coming over. Bob, I think you're right because Tarasenko, I I believe was the number one European prospect, Mm -hmm. much like Clem Costin. But yeah. teams were afraid to take him because they didn't know if he was going to come over or not. Yeah, and, and Costin had the uh, the shoulder issue too at the time. I don't want to give uh, some credit here to Divide by Zero in our YouTube chat. Uh, talking about David Runblad to Phoenix, he says, Kyle Turris was the trade, I thought. Yeah, I just read your comment. I'm sure you posted that before I said it. Uh, round four was a good selection for the Blues as well, although the player wasn't given a chance here. I think that was uh, that was Hockenpah. So, yeah, agree. Yeah. Great, great pick by the Blues, but and and he was on top of the Blues defensive depth chart for a very long time. Just never got the sniff that he needed, and uh, luckily got it in Anaheim. Now he's getting in uh, you, Carolina. You would have thought that uh, at some point he would have gotten something here, but no. Yeah, there was a couple of years there where they had some real bad injuries on the blue line, mm. and it was just okay. And I remember even people saying, like, why not give Hockenpah a shot? And it just never. Why not Hockenpah? Why not Hockenpah? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that could be like a some kind of tongue twister. I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a limb and say that we've said Hockenpah on this show more than any other podcast ever has said Hockenpah on their show. More than our friends over at Red Revolution. Yeah, I bet you. I bet you so. All right, I'll tell you what, let's let's just make sure and put this over the top. Hock and paw, hock and paw, hock and paw, hock and paw, hock and paw. There we go. Hock and paw. Perfect. Yeah. Hock and paw. Uh, so let's hear, uh, let's take a quick break here, folks. I uh, hope you enjoyed the 2010 draft coverage uh, 11 years later. I enjoyed looking up a lot of the stats here, players that were taken after certain players, and uh, a lot of fun. But, uh, Let's hear from our friends over at uh, Center Ice Brewery. And by the way, from what I hear, 
Everyone over at Center Ice Brewery are big fans of Yanni Hockenpah. Center Ice Brewery is St. Louis's only hockey-themed brew house. Stop on in during the next game to experience the ultimate hockey fan brewery while sampling various hockey-inspired beers, such as Old Arena Lager, the Beauty IPA, the Rotating Pale Ale Series, or seasonal offerings such as their Imperial Stout, their Lime Sherbet Sour, and much more. While you're there enjoying any number of their fantastic beverages, you can admire the bar top and tables made of authentic arena wood and the actual penalty box door from the old barn. Located at 3126 Olive Street in Midtown St. Louis, it's one of the best places to watch a Blues game or any game. Visit centereyesbrewery.com today to schedule a no-contact curbside pickup or make a reservation in the tap room. Center Ice Brewery, let's go Blues. Please drink responsibly. Yanni Hockenpah, Yanni Hockenpah, Heidi Hockenpah. Hockenpah. Bless you, Hockenpah. <laughs> Bless you. Gesundheit. Hockenpah, Hockenpah. Gesundheit. No, wax on. Wax on, Hockenpah off. Uh, let's, uh, let's, I know I just read some of them, but let's take a look at the, uh, the, uh, YouTube Hockenpah comments here. Uh, Jeff and Kurt, is this a problem with the blues in general, not playing our kids? Uh, you know, I, I know that's mm. been an issue with Hitchcock and I will say last year, uh, with Peruby, uh, there was some issues I think with, uh, getting some guys more ice time. I thought, I actually thought Baruby. Uh, for the most part, last year was a little too—I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. Uh, he was a little Robert. too no. He was a little too happy to give Kairu minutes uh, because I thought he, for stretches, did not look like an NHL player. I'm hoping he turns that around. And again, we talked about his contract a couple weeks ago that he just signed, but. And I think he will pan out to be fine, but he definitely had some slump periods where he was still, and it's, and granted it's injuries. There's a lot of injuries last year, but I thought he gave him a lot of minutes. Now, having said that on the blue line, yes, I think there's been, I mean, I think it took a long time for Jake Wallman to really become a, an everyday defenseman. Whereas I think he could have been even the season before. Uh, from what I heard, he was ready. He's been ready to go for a while, but the Blues just haven't, one, haven't had room for him because they've had a, a good, solid defense. But so, two, never really just gave him a chance to come in and, and play a game here or there. So a few years after uh, uh, Pile was drafted, uh, I'm looking at the Blues defense in the 13-14 season. So who we had, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, we had eight players uh, play D for us at some, some point that season. Bollmeister, Koliakovo, Cole, Jackman, Leopold, Petrangelo, Polak, and uh, Shattenkirk. So, I mean, I remember Leopold getting chances here when you, I guess you wonder at that point if uh, Hockenpah was ready or not. Next season, uh, we got, let me sort by, sort by position here to make it lazy. There we go. Uh, Bortuzzo, Bowmeister, Butler, Cole, Gunnarsson, Jackman, Leopold, uh, Lindbaum, uh, uh, God, that guy. Every time I hear, every time I hear Lindbaum, I just always, I kept thinking that guy was going to pan out. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, and Butler got work here. 
Uh, he played some games, a uh, number of chances. And, th- and this was when Butler and Hockenpah were in the Blues system, you know, and, and mm. Hockenpah had been in the system for four or five years. So, I mean, it's, uh, you know, he, he was an option, but they went with Butler instead. You know, I mean, Butler, Which, you know, at that point, Butler had, had a pretty solid NHL career, played for Calgary a number of years. Right, but, I mean, he wasn't anything special. I mean, I like Butler. You knew what you were going to get out of him. Yeah, good guy, local guy. Could be, I, oh, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, but, I mean, it's just, I don't know. I mean, I, there's, a, there's a number of times where the Blues could have said, okay, well, let's come on, Yanni. Let's, uh, let's see what you got. We'll give you some games, um, but they went in a different direction uh, for whatever reason. Like you said, maybe just because they went with a guy who has actually, you know, played in the NHL before, uh, who has some experience. Not necessarily any better talent wise, but you know, he's got some experience. So, yep, we all know how teams prefer experience. Granted, the yeah. Blues have not had a Cup winner on their team, with the exception of, uh, oh God, uh, Frazier, Colin Frazier. That's almost. A, I I remember like the la, the the season after, yeah. Andy Strickland said something about how there was one player on the team who had won a Stanley Cup. And I was like, who? And he was like Colin Frazier. And I was like, oh yeah, I forgot he was part of that team, but he never played a game. Andre Benoit played two games for the Blues uh, in fifteen sixteen. Wow. <laughs> I mean, this is. I mean, you're you're you're. Uh, Bertuzzo, and, and this is the uh, 15-16 team. So, yeah, Benoit, uh, Bertuzzo, Bowmeister, Butler. Butler got more time. Uh, Edmondson, Gunnarsson, Lindbaum again. Uh, and then Pareko, Petrangelo, Shattenkirk. So the rival of Pareko, you know, they're they're starting to get some uh, pretty good defense as far as uh, guys that are passing up hockey upon the system. You yeah. know, because the Petrangelo, uh, uh, Breko just blew by uh, Hockenbaugh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he came out of nowhere. I remember just yep. seeing all these stories about how this young kid, Pareko, was just barnstorming every league he was in. It was like, whoa, I can't yep. wait to see him in a Blues jersey. Uh, so we're going to move on to some rapid-fire hockey tidbits. Unfortunately, a lot of uh, really sad stuff to talk about here, Kurt. Uh, former NHL player Jimmy Hayes passed away at 31. Uh, he won a national hockey championship at Boston College and played seven seasons in the NHL. His younger brother, Kevin, who we actually, again, we mentioned earlier in the show, who thought we talked about him twice. Uh, he's a center for the Philadelphia Flyers and has become a fan favorite over there for uh, the way that he carries himself. So, uh, Jimmy Hayes, a name I think we all know uh, fairly well because he wasn't that long ago before when he played in the NHL. Unfortunately, he has passed away. Did, I, I haven't seen a reason why yet. I don't know if there's been an autopsy. I was going to yeah. ask that question, but I haven't I haven't heard. It. Uh, I think his cousin uh, actually played for the Cleveland Indians back in the early 90s. Uh, Willie Mays oh, Hayes. Oh, wow. You heard of him? Oh, yeah. Uh, Ricky Mays. Or, uh, uh, Willie Mays Hayes. Willie Mays Hayes, yeah. Run, you may yeah, run, run like, like maze, maze, hit like but, shit. But you hit like shit. <laughs> One of my favorite lines. <laughs> run like maze, hit like haze. You may run like maze, but you hit like shit. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we were just talking the other day about how that movie's going to have to be remade because now it's the Cleveland Guardians. Well, yeah. But uh, that's that, I, it's one of those things. I mean, it's going to be uh, 20 years from now. Kids will see that movie and be like, is that a minor league team? 
Yep. <laughs> Unfortunately. Uh, so, uh, uh, Kurt, how do you say this next guy's name? Is it Rod Gilbert? Rod <laughs> Gilbert? Gil. <laughs> well, are you are you are you a uh, are you a uh, uh, New York sportscaster who should know better? <laughs> we shouldn't. We Rod Rod Gilbert. Yeah, he shouldn't. Yeah, he shouldn't I, be cracking jokes. <laughs> we are. Well, well, I mean, oh, okay. A first New York. For those that didn't first say, okay, off, so first of all, former New Rangers York right guy. wing, former Rangers yeah. right wing, Rod Gilbert passed away at eighty, eighty years old. So it's a long time before he played, but he is a legend in New York sports. Eighteen years with the Rangers. Eighteen yeah. years with the Rangers. Uh yeah, no, just a, a New York uh, television uh, sports uh, caster uh, was announcing his death, and he called him Rod Gilbert oh, <laughs> on the air. And I'm like, "Are hurts. you kidding me?" First off, the guy's uh, the guy's a legend. Okay, and you're in New York, you don't mispronounce his name. Mm-mm. That's absurd. Now I could see, you know, somebody from the Midwest, uh, you know, not. You know, maybe a younger person not knowing him that well and seeing his name and thinking it's Gilbert. Okay, whatever. But yeah, a friend of this the show, guy, uh, so, Zepra, said that it, it would be a different story. Me. Or or right. Trish Brown. Or, right. or Julius right. Hunter. Or Larry Wow, Connors. look at you. Larry Connors. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Larry Connors and Julius Hunter both wished me well when I got married. You know that? Oh, On TV. Dude. On TV. That- on the they air. were the they were the one, uh, the the one uh, TV broadcast that I would watch every night as a kid. They were I cool. thought they were, they were hilarious. They were great. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and again, that's just on call. That's a running joke online that the the guy, the guy, I hope the guy. I don't know. The guy's gonna be embarrassed to hell. I mean, how do you how do you mess that he up? He better but be. I I, I how, you can't even go on the air and apologize because you don't want to bring it up again. Yeah, I, I just, I just, you just got to move on. I don't know how you do it. You are, your career will be de- forever defined by that moment because you fucked it up. Okay, I was badly. trying to sit here and think of a of an equivalent, and I think I just came up with it as I was thinking this. Uh, that's if when Bob Plager passed, if somebody would have been like, and uh, unfortunately, in sad Plogger. news, news, uh, Bob Plogger has passed away. <laughs> like, St. Louis right. would have crucified whoever got yeah. his name wrong right and i hope if, they did uh, the same thing in new york if uh who are the sportscasters now in st louis on i don't even know oh okay so if 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 uh if uh, frank cusimano said uh yeah had said bob plogger <laughs> first of all he would oh be completely God. discredited with any hockey talk ever he he after that okay for i mean he he's a basketball guy and he is. he's always he's always uh He's always had a rough go trying to talk hockey in detail, but uh, I, I like I like uh, I like Frank. No, I do too. Um, but no, I he would be crucified if he would say something oh, like yeah. that. And that's that's I think the best equivalent I can come up with. Uh, I, yeah, Bob Bob Plogger. You, you, you can't do that. You can't do it. So Rod Gilbert, Bob Plager said Plager. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, a little background on Gilbert. Uh, played in the 1972 Summit Series, and he's a Hall of Famer uh, Pause, from Montreal. The, the Summit Series. I just want to while you're on the Summit Series, uh, what I, I that if you if anyone is not familiar with the 1972 uh, Summit Series between Canada and Russia, holy hell! 
Some of the best if, hockey if you can, ever played. If you can find it on YouTube, I'm sure there's clips on YouTube. Uh, if you can, and if you can find the final game in Russia, it was an eight game series. First four in Canada, last four were in Russia. And, uh, Russia had a three games. They had won three, tied one, lost one in the first five. And to win the series, the Canadians, uh, Canadian team had to win the final three. And they did. And then in the final game, they were trailing by two in the third period. They came back and won to win the series. It was fantastic. Awesome series. I Check thought it out. I had I thought I had one of the games that I posted on my channel, but I guess okay. I didn't. I didn't. I, I know did there's not. clips. There's clips on YouTube uh, from uh, uh, you know uh, uh, about that that series. There's but, uh, the uh, so there's I know awesome. there's a documentary on there, the Cold War on Ice, uh, Summit yep. Series seventy two. There's a whole documentary about it. It's uh, um, an hour twenty two. If you're interested on YouTube, I have that here actually. And then there is a there's a, there's a game one, there's a game eight. Uh, yeah, the whole game. So, yeah, full games. Yep. Oh, game. Watch game, game eight. one and game eight are both on there. Game eight, the uh, Canada got blown out like seven to three, and then the, the yeah. game eight, uh, U.S. won. Uh, Canada won six to five. They came back from behind. U.S. stormed the ice and won. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, get off the ice, Canada. We'll take care of this. <laughs> we'll we did take it in nineteen. We're, 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 I, I was gonna say we did it in nineteen eighty, but that's, this is before eighty. So Here comes Herb sense. Brooks. <laughs> He'll be thrown out of the game. <laughs> Might need to rename the episode that. <laughs> and here comes Herb Brooks. He'll be thrown out of the game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so uh, Rod Gilbert spent his entire 18-year NHL career with the Rangers, a career that was nearly derailed in 1960 when he broke a vertebrae in his back after slipping on garbage on the ice while playing for Guelph <laughs> in the Junior Ontario Hockey Association. I tried to weird. look that up because that was in, like, I think it was a TSN article. And I tried to look up where that garbage came from, but there's nothing. So it's like to, to have that included in your story. I'm like, I need some elaboration here. Like, why I was assume, there garbage on the ice? I assume a fan threw it on the ice. The fans used to throw garbage on baseball fields and oh yeah, not and not and not like beer cups and hot dogs. They throw like fruit and vegetables and stuff and yep. like like trash it's like where the hell how what you 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 throw, you're being lettuce in what are you doing how, how going, why? going to the market before the game yeah right. plenty of fruit so we can throw it to the players well i mean in, in detroit they bring in the octopi and then in the nashville they bring in fish it's so stupid <laughs> it's very silly uh gilbert did recover ended up with uh 406 goals and 615 assists and 1065 regular season games and 34 goals and 33 assists in 79 playoff games in 1972 he had a goal and three assists in six games for canada and its historic eight game victory of the soviet union in the summit series so big part of that team not just a not just a role guy. So uh, sad to hear. Uh, it's even sadder to hear that some people in New York can't pronounce his name. I, I mean, whatever. <laughs> There's some pretty bad sportscasters out there. Just I mean, you, bloopers, clips, and just things, dumb things they say. It's just anchors in general. A lot of times they just say the the whole reels of like cringy moments. Back and forth. And boom goes the dynamite. And oh, that was. I actually feel bad for that kid because he was apparently thrust into that role like last minute. 
he was the weather guy. Yeah, and, and he, they were just like, he, we need you to do sports. <laughs> and and, and <laughs> he had never done sports before. Didn't know what he was doing. Was filling in for a guy. Always was the way. And the teleprompter stopped. So he had nothing to go by. He was looking at the video. So he didn't yep. know names. He didn't know anything. So, I mean, you feel bad for him, and he just totally saved it with Boom Goes the Dynamite. The whole... Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Awesome. Um, unfortunately, more sad news, and, and this one really kind of struck. Three teenage hockey players were killed in a car accident in British Columbia. Caleb Reamer, uh, Ronan Sharma, and Parker Magnuson uh, lost their lives after the car crash into a tree early on Saturday. Reamer was 16. He spent most of uh, last season with the Edmonton Oil Kings, the WHL. Sharma, also 16, committed to play for the uh, BCHL's Langley Rivermen, but COVID-19 unfortunately prevented that season from occurring. Uh, Magnuson was 17, also played with the Delta Hockey Academy, earning some under-17 and under-18 time in the past. So I saw this, and my first thought, you know, for us, uh, you know, the, the Broncos who passed away just a couple Humboldt. of years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And seeing, I don't know if you saw positive news, I guess, uh, coming from a story like this, these, the picture that came out a couple weeks ago of all the surviving Humboldt players. Uh, I don't know if you saw that they, they all took a picture together. They of uh, you know, a lot of them still standing, some of them, you know, in wheelchairs and, you know, uh, walkers or whatever. So, uh, yeah. that was positive to see, but it's still just, you know, as a sobering moment when you see that and you're just like, what an unbelievable tragedy. Uh, remember the, the putting the stick out on the front porch, uh, yep. for the Humboldt Broncos. Um, I did that and I, and I was telling my daughter about too. it and, and why. And, uh, when I was telling her about it, man, it just, like it choked up, man. You just, uh. It, it was rough. It it's, was, I mean, it's not you, just as a hockey thing. It's as a, as a parent, right? You know, that's yeah, no, exactly. It's yeah. a parent. It's a, it's a, it kind of feels like a teammate dies, mm-hmm. you know, even though you, ne- you don't know them, you don't play with them. Um, but it just, you know, it's, it's, it's a community, it's a family. And it's so you, uh, when it, you think about, I, I, I when I was going to tell my daughter about it, I'm like, I'll just tell her and cause she's asking, and uh, I had no idea I was going to get all uh, choked up about it while I was telling her. It's like, Jesus, where's this coming from? And it's like, mm-hmm. it just it happens, you know? It's emotional. I, 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 uh, it's funny because when it happened, I told my wife and she looks, just looks over at me and she just goes, uh, she goes, wow, what a, what a buzzkill. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I know I'm really sorry, but I'm like, this kind of thing, it just, I mean, clearly, like, you know, when anybody passes, you know, any young kid passes, it, it it affects me. But like you said, being a small community, you know, us getting to know people from all across the world who play hockey, it, it really is a small community. And so when you see something like this, it just tears your heart out. It's 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 the dad thing, but it's it's the hockey community thing all rolled yeah. into one. And it just makes it so awful. Uh, so not as awful, uh, but still not happy to see celebratory in a way. Yeah, in a way. Yeah. He had a great career. Mr. Henrik Lundqvist has, uh, retired from the, from his 15 year NHL career played with Washington. I'm sorry. The, the Rangers and kind of with Washington signed with Washington, never played a game. 
less than nine months after his heart surgery, which uh, ended his season uh, this past season uh, after he signed with Washington. Sixth all-time in the NHL history in wins, seventh in saves, eighth in games played, ninth in starts, ninth in time on ice, and 17th in shutouts. So, Kurt, I have to ask, Hall of Famer? Do we lose Kurt? Might have lost Kurt there. Okay. Uh, I will say yes. I think uh, even though he did not win a Stanley Cup, Kurt, I see you blinking. Are you there? Okay. I think we lost him again. That's okay. Uh, so, yeah, uh, he was a uh, he's just an excellent talent, great goalie. Um, Kurt, I think you're back. Oh. Okay. I didn't touch anything. I was going to. So, so I asked again. you, I asked you, Hall of Famer or not? Uh, I, th- I, you know what? I think, uh, he gets in, um, just because of where he played. I think, yeah. uh, and he had great numbers otherwise, but, uh, you know, not, not winning a cup hurts him, but I think he gets in just because of, uh, who he is. He's a big name. Um, generally regarded as, you know, a consistently one of the better goalies in the league for a good chunk of his career. Um, and uh, he was pretty consistent with that. Um, I, I think he does. I, I don't. Uh, I think, and, and he's probably the the best goalie uh, to not be. Uh, uh, well, I mean, it's too early, but like Curtis Joseph, to me, for the longest time, was the best goalie not in the Hall of Fame. So I think uh, after uh, now that he's retiring, I think uh, Lundqvist supplants Joseph as that guy. Um, so let me ask I think you this question. So you said he's supplant. So. Your answer is probably yes. Best goalie to never win a Stanley Cup. Well, Lundqvist, but uh, that's what I'm I'd saying. Say Lundqvist after that, or Joseph? Yeah, I'd say after that, uh, you got Joseph, you got Luongo out there, um, Van Beesbrook, right? Van Beesbrook too. Um, yeah, I'll I'll go with uh, Joseph uh, just because. I mean, it's a it's so close up there. But, I mean. Uh, I mean, aside from Lundqvist. I think Lundqvist is now the best goalie to never win a cup, but uh, Joseph's right there with him, close to it, you know. So, uh, and Another name that just came to mind was Ryan Miller. I know Ryan Miller, too. A little bit of a St. Louis connection, too. but, yeah, I mean, outside of that, he had an excellent career. He he did. Um, and uh, played and won uh, – and the Hockey Hall of Fame is not just the NHL. It's the – Hockey Hall of Fame. So he also was part of the uh, U.S. Olympic team uh, and uh, the World Cup of Hockey. Was he? He was the goaltender for the World Cup of Hockey when they won. No, that was a uh, Richter when they won when they in ninety six. Yeah, yeah. That was before Miller. Yeah, yeah. So uh, um, you know what I just thought of? Number one hmm. goalie to never win a cup, Roberto Luongo. That's what I just I said. Why Luongo. His, yeah, I don't know why his name slipped my mind when I said this, but yeah, Luongo, Joseph, Kiprasov, uh, Kiprasov that's another yeah. one. Um, yeah, but Lundquist is right there with all those guys, and I think and, he will be a Hall of Famer. I think I think Lundquist is probably a notch ahead of uh, those guys. Maybe um, Luongo, guys, up there, and again, Joseph. It's all you can make an argument for a bunch of them. Um, like I said, you know, being Joseph, I mean, I'm biased. I, he's one of my favorite players ever. So uh, I'll just I'll go with him as the aside second to uh, Lundqvist. Agree. 
Uh, well, folks, I think that'll do it. Unless, uh, Kurt, you have anything else? Any comments that we want to read? Oh, um, yeah. So uh, Div by Zero in the YouTube chat said, uh, I hear, for instance, people talking about trading Tarasenko for Mayfield, but if you're going to take that as a return, why not just play Wallman and see what you have? Uh, well, I mean, I wanted... I mean, if we're going to trade Tarasenko to, uh, you know, the Rangers uh, for the island to the Islanders, for I would I would love to get Mayfield. That'd be that would uh, he's he's exactly I think what the Blues defense could use a, yeah. a big, tough, stay at home, good defenseman. Yeah. Um, and Mayfield is that. I uh, and I, I think I think Wallman is not that. Um, he's not the big tough defenseman. I like Wallman a lot. I've said this on the show a lot of times. I, I like Wallman. Um, if they don't get a big, tough, stay-at-home guy, um, I'd love to see Wallman get more time this season uh, on the back well, end. Well, I, I, I personally think you could still, even with an acquisition like a Mayfield, you could still see Wallman slotted in there. Uh, Gunnarsson's gone. Bortuzzo, uh, I think Wallman plays over him. I think Bortuzzo becomes your number I hope, seven. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think you still see Wallman getting at least um, uh, minutes in the, the the bottom pairing. But uh, yeah, I think even with the Mayfield acquisition or maybe another defenseman, like I I agree with you, a defenseman of that caliber is I think what the Blues need. But I think you still find a way to get Wallman in there. And remember, Dunn's gone yeah. too, so yeah. you got to fill those shoes somehow. I, I, yeah, Mayfield is a guy that I I. I you know, liked when I saw a rumor about Mayfield being involved for Tarasenko, I'm like, Oh yes, I do that straight up. I just, I mean, honestly, uh, do it. So make it happen. Yep. Well, Kurt, I think that'll, uh, that'll wrap it up here for, uh, uh what is this? Episode 50 of season nine, which will be wrapping up season nine here soon. So, uh, make yep. sure you stay tuned for that. I mean, man, we're only what four weeks away from training camp? Maybe three. It weeks? is. Yeah. What is it? It's the twenty uh, fifth. Yeah, we're probably a few weeks away. A couple That's weeks. Great. Yeah, and we found mid, a way to fill hockey coverage this long into the summer. So I'm I'm proud of us, Kurt. Yeah. Wasn't just me this time. We. I mean, we did a pretty good job. Yeah, we do all right. We do okay. We, I mean, uh, shoot. What time does the show start? Uh, Nine thirty. So we're two yeah, hours. We uh, still two found hours two left. hours to talk hockey. Mm-hmm. Uh, so support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by ID Life, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Visit rockinthatidlife.com for more information. That's rockinthatidlife.com. And get 10% off by texting Dustin to 636-393-8745. And make sure to tell him that Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. Number again, 636-393-8745. And by Center Ice Brewery, St. Louis's hockey-themed brewery. Visit centericebrewery.com today to schedule a no-contact curbside pickup or to make the reservation in their awesome tap room. While you're there and enjoying a number of their fantastic beers, 
you can admire the bar top and tables made of authentic arena wood. Located at 3126 Olive Street in Midtown St. Louis, it's one of the best places to watch a blues game. That's centericebrewery.com. Please drink responsibly. That will do it for episode 50 of season 9 of the Hockenpah, Hockenpah, Hockenpah. I'm sorry, I, I just went in a trance there. Uh, that'll do it for episode 50 of season 9 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening, and thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the show. I had fun, Kurt had fun, and I hope you had fun. Kurt had a little fun. Let me a little fun. A little bit of fun. Mostly during uh, the breaks. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, for Kurt Price and the On Assignment Bill Day... I'm Jeff Ponder, and this was Let's Go Blues Radio. Until next time, everyone, let's go hock and paw. Let's go hock and paw. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry.